Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head across the 30th parallel this week with Kang Jae Gui's 2004 Korean War epic, Taeguk G.I. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Hello. Mike B. Hi. And Old Bay Nate. Yeah, hi. <laughs> yeah, hi. I was thinking of something <laughs> fucked up to say, and I couldn't think of it fast, fast enough. So. Mm. Well, you know, just like a good southern you're gonna slow say, with responses. I was going to say... Um, um, toes are as opposable as thumbs, but I forgot the guy doesn't blow his head off with his feet. He blows off with his hands, so it didn't make sense. So. Mm. No. <laughs> right. Yes. Spoiler alert. But anyway, <laughs> what'd you guys That's think? That's every episode, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the Korean War. Somebody committed suicide. The end. You, re- you really <laughs> fucked it up, Nate, by the way. Like, not just you fucked it up, you really fucked it up. <laughs> 60 I mean, seconds in. Yeah, no reason Only to listen to the Not even. It wasn't even 60 seconds, Brian. It was, yeah, he... Anyway. Well, hope you enjoy our show for today. Jack falls yeah. off the door. <laughs> okay, guys, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it, this is the last of the lost episodes. If uh, yeah. some people that listen to the channel will remember some individuals in this room. Won't Not say it. Who uh, lost some episodes. <laughs> Probably so. me. Yeah, mostly it was. Me. Yes, but anyway, uh, we're not we're not pointing fingers at all. So this is the last of them. But it's it's interesting to review this movie for the second time. But um, yeah, it's it's just a really good film. You know, it's for Korean War films and stuff. Uh, it's one of the more modern ones besides the Chinese propaganda films the last five years, ten years, like Assembly and the Changin Lake one. But yeah, it's it's nice to see a, a you know viewpoint of the Korean War from Korean perspectives, and they really it's, it's very intense too. They do, That's yeah. It, it is Hollywood a bit at times, like yeah. you know everything, but it's it's very uh, very well, well done and it's just a very good movie. As far as like you know, war movies from the East go, it's pretty good. It's pretty pretty solid. Like, uh, yep. there is a little bit of the like where it's just every every you know there's like there's gunfire and explosions in every molecule except for the main character. And like, there's a little bit of that towards the end. Like my, my way is really like that. Um, you know, uh, where there's like airplanes and stuff like flying all like, come on. Nate, you no, know no, true. I know. I've just never heard anyone describe it of explosions at every mole in every molecule, except for the main actor. You know, there's just, like, there's no, there's no free space on the screen. There's just like, there's dirt, there's bullets, there's people. A hundred percent. And, yeah. uh, Right, yeah, and there's a little bit of that towards the end, but besides that, it does have its, it does kind of, you know, where there's pull itself back a little. Where there's bit, mud yeah. in every orifice. Uh, y- yes, yes, mud in every orifice, <laughs> every crevice. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. That's a good way to describe Asian war films. <laughs> mud in every. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that, and then I think about. Um, City life and death, and yeah, I, I do see the. It's a mother beautiful yeah. film. What's that one that just won a bunch of awards last year? Uh, that Korean film that was interesting. Oh, Neighbors or whatever. Parasite. I forget. But that also had Parasite. Yes, that also had some like you know craziness at times. So again, these these films are products of their culture. So it's interesting to see the themes that go through them. And isn't My Way a Korean production as well? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And that one's more yeah. like stereotypical in terms of. But its, that one, you know, <laughs> but that one just oh, yeah. makes me. Angry we'll get to that. When, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll definitely get let's to take, it. It's yeah, it's fun. No. <laughs> let's take a photo of a guy of a Korean surrendering in Normandy and turn it into a movie that doesn't uh, follow facts. Like you're trying to trigger there me right we go. now, Brian. This is yeah. I, you know what I like with my Japanese. I like them rushing with gas-filled tanks. Oh, oh. Or no, gas-filled like trucks with tanks. <laughs> yeah, against tanks. You know what I like about my Omaha Beach is that it happened at 2.30 in the afternoon in the middle of the summer, in the middle and of everything the summer, happened yeah. all in the middle of 30 minutes. You know so, what I like you know. is is fucking Utah Beach with like a thousand-foot escarpment and, you know, ropes being shot up like point to hawk. Paratroopers yeah, dropping right. during the middle of the day behind B-24s. It's just great, you know. And you know what I like? Right. Germans with long hair. That's what I love. <laughs> yeah, I, I love bread bags that are empty. Yeah, that's on the great, on the cover yeah. of the fucking the, the two guys. That their bread bags are just like as flat as paper. They had no supplies, Michael. <laughs> oh my god! I guess if they had bread bags that were empty, they would have used bread bags that were empty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah we'll, we'll definitely get there. We'll get to that. I like. We'll I actually. I well. Let me. Let this me, is just turning into a. Let my me. Way let review. me. Let, let me retract on that. When I. If I. Would I remember that movie? The goods. It. It was good. The bads detracted it so bad. I don't remember if I like it or not. But I think I liked parts of that movie. That, but, you know, yeah. that's a lot of. That's a lot of these kind of eastern. Uh, you know, war films is that like the drama and all that is usually done pretty effectively, um, in terms of like the characters and all that stuff. But. Uh, and that's how I feel with this movie. Like the, the stuff with the brothers. Like I was it, just gonna say, yep. Yeah, it, yep. I do give yep. a shit about what's going on. You know, in terms of those two, and I like yes. the arc that they go go through. The one is like transforming into this, you know, the, this badass soldier that he, you know, has to be. The other one is trying to get out of it all. Um, I thought that worked really well. Mm-hmm. But I also like slow motion eating ice cream, though. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, we, we know you do, Nate. Like, that's not something you have to... You have to at, like, every night at 10.30, he just, like, he, he goes into his room, like, uh, in the aviator. He just takes all his clothes, and he projects images of Asian men slow-motion eating ice cream, you know? This is a hell of a start, man. We're already off the fucking rails. Like, we're already off the rails. So, like... Yeah, well, it all started when Nate was like, you know what? You just already commit suicide. Well, it, it actually, yeah, that's actually where it started. So, yeah, oh, it's your well, fault, man. you know, they fought on the 38th parallel. So, at second 38, I'm going to ruin the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I remember watching the movie when I was 14, and I was so very impressed by the guy uh, blowing his brains out with his toes. And then I rewatched it, and I remember, oh, he didn't do it with his toes, he did it with his hands. So, never mind. I retract that statement. Yeah, whoops, so you lied yeah. to He's an average down. person. What a pathetic person <laughs> when i was about to watch this for the first time i thought it was the movie with that has the grand thumb in it that's yeah same. <laughs> yeah it's another korean production i know that's why i thought it was that what, i'm like oh wait no it is that oh i actually don't know what you guys are i don't about. even i have to look it up it's got some good fighting like like someone like jams their thumb in it like really bad or something or it's just like yeah it's like a police officer or something because they had the mixed battalion yeah. he's wearing like a of the black he's like a black uniform yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like he like gets his thumb stuck in the in the <laughs> action so and it like rips it in half <laughs> that's no it's like that, it's great it's great that's impossible <laughs> i know well that's the thing yeah. dude like when when i watch it i've like, slammed I've, <laughs> I've had really i've had i've had two times i've done it one Everyone's one i was tired and then yeah. one i actually like legitimately like it just caught me bad and it split like between like my thumb and my nail, but that was like the worst thing that happened. Oh. That was like the most painful. Okay, bit. so 
Okay, question. Were you loading rounds in there, or were you just riding the bolt forward? I was, I was loading blanks in, so it, it, I had to. Nate, I just, so it actually I caught you in the chat. You, you, you were stupid enough to like leave Dude, your it thumb happens. in there for it to okay, get Okay, motherfucker. It takes, it takes a half a second to fucking make a mistake, and if you're tired, and, and I was like day four of like reenactment, and I fucked up. I went, ow, that fucking sucked, and kept going with my day. I didn't go, ah, ah. Well, that's what this guy does. Yeah. So you need to watch. But don't don't now. don't insult my intelligence. You can insult my intelligence any other way, I'm but not, not with a fucking I, I'm just, jamming my I, thumb I into an M1 you a grand. I just asked you a question. I just asked. You I've a question. tried to give myself M1 thumb with mine. It does. I can't make it happen. You're, yeah, no, it doesn't. You don't, doesn't. you don't know what you're doing then. You, you don't. No, want it, to, but it can hard. it can get really like I've I, stick oh, your Brian, thumb it's into not the action. Hard? Stick your thumb into the I've action. I've seen really oh, yeah. bad ones Dude, where like people literally kicks your thumb. Lost your thumb. Hold on. Your thumbnail. Okay. So my question is, because I've actually re- reloaded a massive amount of fucking times with the M1. If even you, your thumb is in there. Okay, because so, sometimes it does slam forward. When you put put the fucking M block in, sometimes it'll just, the bolt will ride forward. Now, it kicks your thumb out of the fucking way. Now, if it's too deep into the action. How deep do you have to get Sometimes, there? Sometimes, it, sometimes if, the, if the catch doesn't release, I've done... I've done like my my M one my M one I've gotten to know it other than those two times. Those two times were almost ten years ago at this point. The times that I've loaded my M one, it's like you can't get to know like kind of where it releases. I know some other like helping new guys in my unit. I know sometimes they'll release either further or sooner depending on the wear and tear of the parts. And there have been some where I've had to push yeah. like all the way in. Like, like as far as I could possibly go, and then it throws it forward. Now I know what to do not to not to get my thumb stuck, but I I I know it's very easy to do it depending on how far you have to push. Sometimes you have to push like all the way down but, but, the bottom. But here's the thing: is I've I've had that happen too, where it's like I got I got a clip that was a little bit looser uh-huh. than the other ones, yeah. right? And it caught me off guard because I'm used to like going click, fucking yeah, rack the, how I have the to charging handle forward, right? Yeah, that's what I'm used to, and. It caught me off guard, but also it kicked my thumb out of the way before the bolt actually slammed forward into the the receiver. In right. front of the receiver. Some some most of the time, how I do is I I write I hold my hand I put the palm in the groove and that's sure, how you hold sure, it back. Sure, obviously, even, even but if, like, yeah. I'm saying even if you're not doing that, right? Which right. I wasn't. Right. I have my thumb all the way in the fucking receiver, uh-huh. pushing the thing down until I hear a click and feel the click, uh-huh. and then it just rode forward. Uh huh. And it kicked my thumb out of the way. Like, it kicked it out and up. Right. Some people just... Some people are forcing it down, and I think that's the difference, is that you're letting your your thumb ride it out, versus some people try to fight it, and then it just takes that half a second to catch the flesh. Well, Oh, well, that, that would make sense if, if like, you're, you're putting downward, like, really yeah, pe- a lot of downward pressure Yeah, people will push, on. like, down into it, like like take the block and push it all the way down as far as possible with their thumb directly down. And then when it rides oh. forward, it doesn't have enough time mm. to ride the clearance see, like because that. the ones that get to push really far down, they'll catch the flesh. And that's how you get the people who get them stuck like right here. And that's how people get those nasty it's horseshoe always, blisters. When you, it's always that you're holding your thumb wrong. People do. Yeah. This. It's people you who really do, it do it wrong. They'll push. Yeah. Then, yeah. It's the, it's the whole, well, you know, 50 cal charging thing you do from underneath so that you don't lose your thumb. It's, you know, it's about how you well, it's, orientate yourself. It's also you get, you get a lot more leverage when you. Yeah, but also, but like, yeah, no, so no, like, we're actually onto something here because 
I could not understand how people could get M1 thumb, but now we're actually onto something is like, because I guess instinctually when I do it, I just push it down and I kind of, I hold my thumb, even if I'm not doing the salute hand thing, right? With the charging handle, holding it back. I instinctually just like kind of push it down and I angle my thumb a little bit forward and then push it down until I feel the click and whatever. And when it rides forward, it, if it do, if the bolt does go forward, it just throws my thumb out to the top without like catching it within the front of the receiver or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's not like it's straight down. I hold my thumb kind of like this at a 45, push the fucking rounds into there. And then if it rides forward, it pops it out. So, but if you're doing, yeah. All this makes sense. However, Nate, when you watch this clip from this movie, the guy has his left thumb in it and he just slams it shut with his hand. And that's that's like, yeah. Yeah, The movie is total bullshit. Yeah. So it's like, it's not even. That's fucking return. It's not even the right quote M1 thumb. (laughs) 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 Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. He's well, he's also loading it from the opposite hand, so yeah, that. that so makes yeah, sense. it's like that's his own dumb fault. Like it's not the right. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's 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 fucking retarded. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. No, I like that, Mike. That's a good. That's a good yeah, call, no, that, Mike. That, that, that's, I like that. That's that's fucking. That's stupid. So. Yeah, it, it is. That's, it's that's hilarious. How you not do it. If, yeah. So yeah. this all comes back around to is that I thought that scene was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> That's funny. What movie is that from? It doesn't say. It doesn't yeah. say. I don't. It's from some other yeah. thing. I don't know. Because we had talked about this like a year ago, mm-hmm. in like the same scene and everything, and it just yeah. And the, the guys, um, they all do carry M ones in this movie, but uh, no, no M one thumb. So yeah, well, actually, right, riding off of that, did anyone see anything egregious? I saw a few. I saw some PPSH 41s. I saw M1 um, carbines that actually look correct. I saw BARs. I think look correct. I wanted to ask. Well, there, there were, like we talked about last time, is like there was that one scene. I don't remember what minute it was at, but like it was when um, they were uh, putting rifles up. Like when they, they they returned to Seoul, right? And they were like in the city again after they were being pushed back, and like. There were rifles, like when they were accusing everybody of being communist, right? You know, and they had rifles up. And I remember there was something stupid about those. Like there were clearly like props or some shit. But like other than that, I don't know. There were BARs and they were correct. There were M1 rifles that were correct. There were M1 carbines that were correct. Um, there were Mosin-Nagant rifles that were being used by the Norks. And that was correct. So I didn't see anything really like that stood out as like super egregious. If we get into it farther and like you can, you know, name something. I know, I know we normally do weapons near the end. I just was curious if anyone. Yeah, sure. But I I didn't see anything personally egregious. Like I might have missed it, but yeah. Go ahead. I had a uniform question. Now I, um, it's fine. I was recently talking to someone about. Uh, soft covers and things like that because they were talking about um, sailors on D-Day wearing, like, you know, f- those white caps and shit like that. And I was like, no, fuck no, that would not be the case. They wear helmets. Is that and, what got uh, you in Facebook jail? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I am currently in Facebook jail. Um, proudly. And this is the second time that's happened this year. Um, don't yeah. don't question the boomers! <laughs> yes. Oh my god! <laughs> Just gotta just gotta write it out. It's like real jail. Um, but uh, 
Yeah. Get fucked what, twice a day. One yep. day at a time. That's right. <laughs> I'm scratching marks on my computer. Hey, Michael, I'll see you in the shower. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, uh, and I was thinking, and like in all, uh, tons of movies, you always see like soft covers and things like that. Now, I think every opposing force guy in this movie had a soft cover on. Is that not every? A- okay, I thought but, I, from what I could see. Now, yeah, is that accurate? Because I, I don't know anything about these. This like so. The this is stuff. 1950. This is very, very fucking early mm-hmm. in the Korean War conflict, right? Yep. Um, yes, you're going to see a lot of the Norks have or what, uh, North Koreans. I'm going to call Norks, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, they're North Orcs. You know, it's fine. <laughs> well, right. It's just it's shortly saying they come from North Korean they army. Come, well, what was the Mount Chibachabon? There was a famous mountain in northern uh, North Korea, or where, where the Korean like um, legend starts. Where like the, is that their Mount Doom? Is that what you're saying? In a way, yeah. So you could say that you know Kim Il Sung, because like in their books, I, I'm kidding. I gotta look it up. But they say like oh, Kim Il Sung was was uh, sprung from like a magic hummingbird. I'm on not the top comparing of North Koreans to orcs. Just FYI. Well, you know, you kind of are though, Nate. There's this, there's this like sacred mountain in North Korea that all Koreans love, and then all of a sudden this force came from it. Oh, then, okay, penis. Yeah. Can I, can I fucking continue the fucking analysis saying, Nate here? Nate doesn't like Korea. without the Mount Doom <laughs> reference. Like, can we? I just yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is, there is a. North Korean Mount Doom. Just let you know. Michael had a valid question. I'm trying to answer it. We're going to fucking just, Lord of the Rings Mount Doom. I'm giving facts. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're giving facts, and I'm I'm, I'm saying it, it was May 1950 when they cast you know <laughs> the declaration of war into the giant volcano and the T34s marked the out. fucking ring. So the ring went into this fucking mountain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, why um, do you think they're so secretive? Why do you think there's no lights in North Korea? You know? Think about <laughs> all that. Right. So, well, Jesus Christ. Um, There's only one giant light. What's that? Oh. Anyway. Yeah, fuck the North Korean country. The Eye of Kim. By the way. Yeah, the Eye of Kim, yeah. And by the way, I will say it once again. It's the Great People's Eye of Kim. Fuck the North Korean Communist Party. End Good. Of story. They're on mic. They're not on me now. No, <laughs> seriously. I will say that. Fuck them because they oppress people so hard. It's so fucked up. But anyway. Ned's good with the Norks. You know? Good with the Norks. <laughs> right. So the Norks. Because... Okay, when we're talking about Vietnam, I don't call them the North Vietnamese Army all the time. I call them NVA, right? I call them the Dinks. No. Yeah, it's like IGA. Yeah. No, okay. no, the Dinks are different. Those are fucking, they came later in this film, right? So at first, it was just the Norks and the Rock guys, Republic of Korea, right? The Rock Army, okay? So for the sake of fucking brevity, which I thought I was going to be doing, but you guys had to go into this fucking... <laughs> Five minute fucking tirade of oh, Lord of the Rings, about Doom, oh, fucking oh god, the Eye of Kim and, Jong, yeah, yes, yeah, Kim Il Sun, by the way, Which not one Kim Jong. Oh well, yeah, just, 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 are yeah, you going just OG? So you your... Are you going mid range? Are you going the Sun? No, I'm going know? OG with, with the time period. Oh, you're going like, real OG. Oh wow, yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ. Anyway, the Magic um, Hummingbird so, told me different, but so Michael, Michael, yes. to answer your question, yes. At the beginning in 1950, when the, the North Koreans, or the Norks, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not laughing. Do I just fucking say North <laughs> Koreans? Do I say I'm Norks? What the fuck am I supposed to say? Okay. The fucking Norks. South Korean flesh. They had. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> What do they have, Mike? Go, go, go. Stop. I'm stopping. They'd be go. wearing a lot of soft caps. Right? Okay. Because they didn't have 
They were starting to get supply from the Soviet Union and uh, China a little bit. Uh, China actually didn't have a lot of helmets. Actually, they had very few helmets that were theirs. They actually didn't have a standardized helmet design at that point. Um, so they were getting a lot of like Soviet helmets and like Eastern Bloc country helmets, but it's still so early that it's like they're still struggling to keep up with supply. So yes, you're going to see a lot of soft caps okay. very early on. And um, the South Koreans, they, the U.S., basically what they did is they're like, we don't want to get involved directly. Sound familiar? And they just gave them a bunch of shit. They're like, here's a shitload of M1 rifles, a bunch of ammo, helmets, uh, even some of the gear or the, the uniforms that they were carrying and all the gear was all U.S. shit that they had surplus from World War II. They're like, well, we have all this shit. Yeah, we can give it to you, but we don't want to get directly involved. Immediately when this kicked off. And then by June and July of 50, the U.S. was involved. And that's when a lot of that shit stopped. Okay? So the South Koreans already had a bunch of shit. The North Koreans, they had weapons. They had ammunition. They had ordnance to an extent um, from the Chinese and the Soviets. But not that much. And so... Both those militaries, like the ROC Army, or we know it as, it was the South Korean Army at that point, but like the ROC Army and the North Korean Army at that point, so fucking under-equipped. The only advantage that the North Koreans had were fresh munitions from the Soviet Union and China because they were uh, land-wise able to, and logistic-wise, able to like get them that shit quicker than having to be boated in by like the U.S. and coalition forces you know, because like you can only you can only bring so many things in on boat, right? But if you have a literal trail, like a, a road system set up to like drive these things down, well, you're gonna get more faster. And that's what happened very early on. And that's why the North Koreans at first had the advantage. Then when they got more supply by the US, they were getting their asses stomped, as it shows in this film. They're getting their asses kicked. And then the Marines landed in Chon in July, or um, I'm sorry, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure about Busan. Yeah, but that, that wasn't as big as, like there were some U.S. guys there and they landed. There was a whole division of guys rushed from Japan. Yeah, but it, it, didn't, it didn't make it, it, the difference that they needed it to. In Chon, it diverted. stopped the Chinese it, from taking the whole country. The Chinese weren't involved. Oh, sorry, in the, the Koreans. There's no. There's a lot of very important small guard actions that occur in the summer and late fall of 1950 along the Pusan perimeter that have nothing to do with Incheon that are more important to the war initially than in Incheon. Incheon gets this big, huge thing that was, oh, we went behind their flanks, whatever. But no, there were a lot of small guard actions about the 25th ID. They're basically guys that were in Japan just fucking around on occupation duty that saved the South Korean country. 24th ID. Whatever. They also got but, fucked like, up. They got really they fucked got, up, got, but it was like Australian Mustang, Australian aircraft with Mustangs bombing the shit out of Chinese soldiers as the South Koreans North were falling Korean, back. North the, Korean. Whatever. I'm screwing up the words, but like the Pusan perimeter is very important to the story. You can't just sure, skip to Incheon. Because yeah. it's very no, interesting too because like But Truman I'm saying as whole, a macro level, like Incheon was the first time that it actually threw the North Koreans. Like they were – because Pusan, yeah, okay. They had that offensive and everything and the Americans got completely fucked up. They did, and but they stopped them. <laughs> that was the first stopping of the North Koreans. Also yeah, then they just went to the other side, and like they started, 
Dude, Inchon was like a distraction. It was it was not like a stopping of an offensive. It was just like a oh well, shit, the now we have to focus. That, over that made here. them pivot to Seoul, but no, correct. The, the Battle of Pusan is incredibly important. Like Truman, literally, the West had written off Korea. They were gonna let it fall. Who gives a fuck? And they're like, whatever. We'll go. We'll send a we'll send a regiment to Pusan and for goodwill. And then they got there and didn't know what to do, and they just drove up the road and fought the North Koreans as the rest of the the unit arrived. But it's very interesting. Um, it's incredible chaos. What they do describe a bit in this film. But, like, n- no, you, you really can't negate the first four or five months of the conflict. <laughs> you can't well, mention Inchon without five months. Inchon is two, mo- two and a half months into the conflict. But it lasts forever. It lasts through the, it's like, into the early winter of 51 because they're still yes. fighting everything. But I'm but saying it's, it's like, this shit happened very quick. Oh, yeah, like, they literally were guys that were sent to North Korea with no ammo from Japan. Like, you know, it, it happened really quickly. Yeah. And that's when they ran into all these, you know, T-34 spearheads and stuff. But, um, yeah, we very slimly had supported the South Korean moon regime, which really was a fascist government, if you want to get into the details of that. But, eh, you know, one dictator is better than the other dictator. And uh, that's when the U.S. support really started getting up. But did you notice the one thing about the helmets in the movie? Which helmets? The M1s? Yeah. What about them? There's no texture. Oh. Now, is that... No, is that completely wrong? Yeah, that's all. my next question. They should all or have cork could, texture. Could they have been? Could they have been completely fucking worn down? Like I've seen a lot of them that were used. Five years? Yeah, not all of them. No, Maybe no, no, no. But I, sure, I think but... I know what yeah. I think I know what Mike's saying yeah. is that they they're surplus from the from the Korean mm-hmm. War. No, from yeah. World War Two. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying like the film props are, are real military surplus. It's probably just so worn down. Right, but e- even so, right. like, so if you're portraying it as such, in World War II, like, we've both seen helmets that have been in shit or had covers on them that the texture is worn down to almost being smooth. It's not completely smooth. Um, and in this film... A lot of the MP helmets, like the the, the like the um, early ones, like that you see early on in the film, were smooth, and I don't know why that is. So yeah, that's that's a question. Yeah, well, it's one of those stupid things. Um, what do you call it? Uh, and also to touch on your comment too, Michael. So yeah, the soft cap thing isn't necessarily um, wrong for the Norks, but it is definitely a thing in Hollywood, you know, um, or and cinema in general. Just the you know bad guys this way, good guys that way. Yeah. One interesting thing, though, about all this, and this, you know, what I have found through my research, every single army in the Pacific was touched by the influence of the Japanese Imperial Army. So there's little things that all these nations took. And the one thing that you see with the Norks was they used to put camouflage loops on everything. And that was a very big Japanese thing. You would see these white bands or whatever sewn on helmet or hats and sewn on uniforms so that you can stick vegetation into it. And that's something that you see in this film, which is really cool. You also see it Um, on the uh, rock guys. They're wearing yep. the full uh, body nets. Yep. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Which is this influence of, because the Japanese were so about culture. And isn't it funny that, you, I don't know, wow, the Malaysian insurgency. They're like Japanese soldier tactics. Wow, Vietnam. Whoa, it's like they got influence from the Japanese. It's like right. every single, <clears throat> the Chinese Civil War is what? Like every single conflict that's fought in Asia after this fucking is influenced by the Japanese army. And there's all these little stupid things. So, but the big thing here, Mr. Reader, is the, the camouflage loops, and it's super cool, super legit. And I love the look on the, the North Korean hats that have the fucking like zigzags. It's such a cool thing and super legit. Um, and it, it's funny too because you know when you think of Korea, you think of like the Chinese mass waves. So you think of like Yushankas or whatever the 
Chinese equivalent of it is. Yeah, but that's later on. This is, again, we have to remember well, this is like the yeah. first couple months. Yep. This is into, this is like the first seven, like the whole film is like the first seven or eight months total. It's only really 12 months. Of yeah. a three-year war. So yep. the uh, the North Korean uniforms, they would have been that light khaki? Yes. Okay. Yes. They used a gray color as well. I We used to run North Korean events. I never attended them, but my event whatever company did long ago. And we talked to Snorks about it and they had very strange stuff. Like it's all Soviet patterns, but it was locally sourced materials. So it's like, you could have like a gray, uh, you know, Russian Mishok backpack and that's fine, but it's totally correct. Russian cut everything. It's just locally sourced materials. Same thing with tunics and other things. It's just like, it's of that com block style, but I'm getting Nathan. It's like that, uh, you know, it's locally sourced stuff. No, I, I'm just, I'm just finding a break for me. Chime in the, 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 the one, the one thing I did want to say is I think a lot of the uniform choices, and particularly probably doing the, the, the soft caps as well as it being semi-historically correct, particularly with the night battle, that's the only way to tell who the fuck is who. Like, you know, that and the can it, it, and the ne- and the jungle camo. It does a good job things. of that. No, yeah, yeah no, it yeah. does. Like, I mean, but I, I, I see kind of what Brian said earlier. It's like, you know, bad guy soft. Good guys and hard. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Take it out of context. Yeah. <laughs> so soft, Nathan. I'm gonna shoot yes. you. Bad guy soft. Good guys hard. Yeah. This is the first like seven months. <laughs> by by mid to late '51, you're gonna see a lot of uh, Soviet helmets, like surplus helmets being used by the Norks. I don't remember the Chinese. Any of them? Were there any in the? There movie? was a couple in the film. Okay. There were a couple. Yep. Okay. Towards the end. Okay. And that's yeah, and the, that's the, gonna the be realistic. Yep, because that's when they started trickling in, and the the Norks are gonna and the, the Chinese are gonna start wearing these helmets. Okay, and it's like yeah, because it's practical, of course. And um, but yeah, at first, yes, it's realistic for them to be wearing soft caps mostly. Okay, um, how about that jumbo tank at the end? You notice that? Oh, <laughs> there's a Sherman jumbo tank at the end there. That's not necessarily wrong though. No, it's not. It I'm not saying it is, but yeah. it, uh, a huge-ass barrel the, on it. I don't know if it ever had a barrel the turret, like that. I have to look at uh, an IFTV when we go later, but it's it's a bit screwed up. It, it's funny. Um, you look at the Korean War in terms of equipment, and then you look at it as a World War II nerd, and you're just like, man, I wish they fucking had that. Super bazookas? Like, yeah. Yeah, like, like every time yeah. every time I ever see like anything from the Korean War, I'm always like, Man, like five years too late. Like yeah. that would have been like really fucking cool. And but they had to have they had to have World War II to come up with this t- t- technology. No, no, no. I like, know, I know. It's like, but yeah, it's, it's just how it goes. You know? I, I yeah. get that, but yep. like, yep. it's just like hindsight twenty twenty. You just yep. think of all the problems they yep. had, and then everything they had by Korea, and it's just like it was there. You know. So I, I, I I'll send this to Mike. I don't know if this is real or not. Um, but just out of curiosity, I typed in like late war Korean War uh, Chinese or North Korean Army helmets. And a photo popped up of some North Korean volunteer soldiers wearing M35s. In oh, wow. <laughs> um, you sent it where? Uh, I'm about to send it right now. It's, it's from Alexander Restoration, so it might actually be legit. But it's very interesting. Yeah, Alexander's sons, he, uh, he knows his shit. Um, yes, that's why I think it's real. But So, yeah, that's I, I haven't even thought of that idea. <laughs> Look how small it is well, on his head. Yeah, yeah but here's oh, yeah. the thing. is like the, the, the Chinese Nationalist Army... Bought a shitload of M35s. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And so that's not other own possibility, like for somebody to well, be wearing that into so, combat. So, so I haven't so, thought of before. It's very cool though. So, yeah. so I'm just, I'm just curious because I, I don't know much about Chinese history past. I, I don't really know that much about Chinese war history in general, but 
the, I know from us doing City and Life and Death, I know enough to understand the basics. After World War Two, were they still? How long were they using? Well, they. I just I think I just answered my own question. China would be moving to more of a Soviet style. No, not necessarily. Um, so China was they 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 had like this giant like they call it a revolution. It's basically a civil war going on before World War Two, right. and then they right. got involved in World C- War Two. City life and death history. Yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. So it kind of gets put on hold for a bit, right? Mm. For a not completely, but like it it you know it's not like at full throttle anymore. Right. After the Second World War ends, the Civil War begins again in, in force, right? Okay. The yeah. Nationalists and the Communists, right. right? And so in 1948, they basically, the Communists won, okay? okay. Uh, I, they, I, I just want to interject one quick thing here. The U.S. was in China in, from 45 to 47. The 1st Marine Division was there in different cities, and they were doing occupation duty. And as they were there, things were getting a lot worse. And even some instances, they said that there were firefights between Marines and actual Chinese communists. And Sam Peckinpah, you guys know from Cross of Iron and stuff, um, he was a Marine in China. And he talked about, or he was a horrible alcoholic and stuff, but he mentioned about, I used to fight those goddamn commies in China. Um, so just kind of a little interesting thing. So we were there and we were kind of seeing what was happening. We pulled out in 48 and then um, Chang's government, the nationalists, who was basically a fascist government, it's not, you know, literally no joke, got pushed off to the island of Formosa, which has became Taiwan. So technically, Taiwan is a rogue government that still exists, but that's neither here nor there. Um, well, 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 yeah, let's, let's, well, not get in, let's not get into I'm that. Not, but I'm not, but the like facts that. of the matter, though, literally, they got chased off the, co- the mainland, and yeah. they were like, well, and the re- here's and the, the island. And the, and the, so. Yeah, no, I, I know all about the mm-hmm. Taiwan. Because th- the reason why I asked the question is that normally when, when uh, other countries are fueling other countries' wars, mm-hmm. they are giving them... They're phasing out equipment, and especially Soviet yes. era or Soviet mm-hmm. or let's, let's rephrase this communist states normally offload off their old technology and give it to the next to, to fuel the next conflict or whatever. Same with mm-hmm. us. And I was just curious what was replacing that because then my question was then if China if China's not using M35s because all the nationalist stuff, obviously the communists are not going to be using the so the nationalist equipment which they got from well, germany and all that stuff so that's they they, they would have though they would have just scrubbed the fucking nationalist insignia off okay it's like they also like the communists were not in a good spot when they when they won quote, i know unquote, this is like revolution. way off subject i'm just, I'm just no it's, but it's, it's actually it's actually very relevant yeah. it's actually very relevant to this conflict the korean war um so they would have been using anything that they could have gotten their hands on because they were not well equipped and they were at their fucking wits end too it was a war of attrition this thing went on for fucking almost a decade right and yeah, so you're going to see communist uh, troops wearing former nationalist shit because they just didn't have enough money. Now, the U.S., like Brian said, was there watching this going, oh, fuck, this is not in our wheelhouse. It, 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 things are really fucked up here. Like, we just should not be involved. Okay, that's basically what happened. Everybody pulls out in 48. Mao Zedong becomes the, I guess whatever the fuck you want to call them, of China, right? And it's now a communist country. Well, then Korea starts having their own version of a civil war of going, well, China, you know, is helping us. Like, we're all going to be communists. And the South Koreans that were mainly um, um, 
um, occupied by the Japanese during World War II. We're like, no, fuck that. That just sounds like another fucking regime. And they're like, we need help. We, you know, and I mean, this is really macro. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is no, not. Right. Any I, I want shit. you to explain anyway for people listening. But right. Also, I know and the so, basic as well, but I. But it's good so it was. There was no clear line at that point, and then in, um, I believe it was 1949. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. The North Korean government and the South Korean government established that there was going to be a border at the 38th parallel on, that the, was, on the globe. That was a UN thing between the... the yes, the, so the, there was the intervention. Soviet, yep. The Soviet um, yes, line the Soviets of were there too. Yep, uh, influence yep, yep. and then... Because the Soviets said at the Alta Conference, Stalin told the West that three years, three months after we destroy Germany, we will attack Japan. And they really didn't know how to feel about that. And then Germany... Cracks up in May, 45. I'm like, oh, that happened. Yep. And the next three months, the Russians re-gear, and they move units out east. And it's actually very fascinating, the fight in Manchuria. I have a very cool memoir from a guy who was a Soviet Lend-Lease tank driver, or commander, actually. He was Sherman's in, in Poland, in fucking everywhere in, in Eastern Europe. And then he goes to Manchuria in 45 and, and drives a, a fucking Sherman from, like, you know, Manchuria all the way to the Pacific Ocean. Um, so long story short... They regear up, and th- three months after the fall of Germany on August eighth, nineteen forty-five, the Russians invade Manchuria, and it's this very sharp, very insane battle where they just decimate the Japanese army, which is called the Kwangtam Army. Army, which basically the guys that like got stuck in China because they couldn't get shipped to fight the Americans, or they couldn't go down south to fight the you know the Chinese army in India or the British in India, basically got face fucked by T thirty fours. So these guys, you know, they get routed. And the Russians arrive in Korea when the Americans do in September of 45. And very quickly, the Russians are like, well, time for war operations. So there's this very big electrical plant in the northern part of North Korea in the Yalu River, which is the river that separates China and North Korea. And they, they literally took it back to Russia. And that supplied 30% of the power for the whole continent. So now half, like 30% of the power in the south was non-existent anymore do what the Russians were doing. So there were very few things that were occurring in the late 40s to the 50s that, like, you know, was influencing things. And at the same time, Truman was trying to just cut the defense budget in half. He really didn't think we needed to spend all this money. And all these wars were occurring within the U.S. government about, like, oh, the Air Force needs this, the Army needs that, the Navy wants a new carrier, whatever. So, like, all this stuff is happening, and America is like, oh, we're going to pull back. At one point, they were like, we're going to let the Koreans just fucking... Uh, or sorry, we're going to let the Russians like administer the North Korean Peninsula because that will save America money. But we don't end up doing that. We end up staying in the South. So they have this partition where they decide, you know, there's influence in the North of the 38th parallel and there's influence in the South below the 30th parallel. And it basically come down, came down to voting. And they wanted to have a vote, which is very similar to the Vietnamese War, where, you know, have the population vote on who they want. But it quickly turned into an armed conflict where... Like I mentioned earlier, like we didn't know what to do, and then we just sent units there, like all haphazardly and fucked up, and then it turned into this crazy conflict. It was really, you know, the first time the West was challenged since '45, you know, in this new idea of the Cold War. And for four or five years, we'd been focusing on how the bomb had changed everything, and how armies don't matter, and air forces don't matter, and navies don't matter. And here's a conventional war, 90 miles off the coast of one of your newly captured, occupied countries, Japan. So. There and you go. Just one last thing um, for you, Nate. So they did do that in 50 and 51. 
if you think about all, and I, I can't find the passage right now, but this is an amazing book about the, um, the called Last Stand of Fox Company. It's about Fox Company from, I forget which regiment in the Marine Corps was. Um, but first Marine Division, the guys that kept the road open for the guys in the Trojan Reservoir, Huraguri. Mm-hmm. And it was basically this company of Marines that was dug in on this ridge called Fox Ridge. And they got attacked by like six Chinese battalions over the course of three days. And it was negative 40 degrees the whole time. Fuck. And it's in Ugh. fucking insane. It's even, there's a whole exhibit from a portion of this book in the Marine Corps Museum at Quantico where it's like refrigerated to zero degrees. So you're walking there, oh, that's cool. And then here's the Korean portion. You're on Fox Hill with these Marines like freezing to death. Um, that's cool. So it's really insane. <laughs> no pun but long story. Yeah. But, but long story short, these guys bear the brunt of the Chinese offensive in 5051. And they mention the craziest fucking weapons ever from poles with sticks on the bayonets on the end the thompson's to fn49s like there's this battle is so insane they're picking shit off the dead chinese just to fight by the second day you know but the descriptions of stuff is just incredible and it's anything that was made before 1950 like literally and mao was smart again what they did was was just what the soviets and the chinese would do 10 years later in vietnam was they gave up all the shit that they didn't need and was they didn't have ammunition for, you know? P-17s, O-3s, Arasakas, whatever. They were converting Type 99s and Type 38s to 8, or sorry, 9 millimeter because they didn't have a lot of Jap ammunition, but they had a ton of German ammunition. So it was just all this smattering, or like just tons of crazy shit that they used in Korea with this volunteer army. And bam, oh, it's gone. Now what do we do? Now we modernize. And in the 50s, they moved towards making SKSs and they moved towards making... Um, what was it? The uh, Type 53, which is the M44 Moisin. And that was their modernization, which Moisin. is right at this time <laughs> where they just, you know, got rid of all their shit in Korea. And again, if you think about it later, the same exact fucking thing happens in Vietnam. Oh, look at these crazy weapons from all around the world. Well, guess what? You don't have a lot of ammunition and your friends want them. Pop. There you right. go. There so. was a lot, there's a lot of interesting um, development when you look at the development of Korean weapons, like in general, like. The Chinese copying the this is what I can draw from, so I'll mention it. Is that you know the the PPSH forty one, the Chinese took over production of that. They they got that design from the Soviets, obviously, and then they made their own and they got rid of like the safety latches, and don't you know safety? Uh, they like made even the construction of that even cheaper. Yeah, um, but, but like all that shit like didn't happen until after the Korean War was over. They were prepping up for to like supply. Their no, I know, I, I know, no, I know but that. It's I'm like, just, I'm just thinking. It, out loud. it really like just, yeah. all their shit came out like '53 onward, and yeah. it was like over at that point. No, like, no, no, true. Yeah, I, you know, it's 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 one of my it's one of my biggest regrets. I think in my reenacting career is that uh, being 18, 19, 20. This would have been 2009 to like 2011. There were a lot of Korean War vets that's coming and talking to us, and you know, I, I, I really, I, I liked engaging with them, but my priority was always World War II vets because of my interest, and I always feel very guilty of not asking those guys more questions because I don't see them anymore, and that's that's the sad. I think that's the really almost sad aspect of it. It's like learning now being older and, and talking to Korean vets as much as I can, I'm realizing like how much of like how much I missed not engaging those guys even more. Like there are some incredible accounts and some incredible stories. 
you know, of, of just the American side of that. So I can only imagine what the South Korean sides of that are you, or were you, or whatever. You definitely fucked up because, you know, working at a museum as a kid, I always would talk to everybody because, like, you never know what. And we got some really cool Korean War stories. Like, fucking guys like, I was on a duster. You know, fucking, we just shot vertically. There was no planes to shoot at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that like, and things. Like, and like I would talk to them and I would and I would get and I would get engaged, but like like I just I just feel guilty of not like poke like going further in depth. They'd be like, Okay, we'll see you guys, we're gonna go down here. Not like, hey, come here and look at this and what do you think about that? Because I just didn't know much about the Korean War, so like I couldn't be like, Oh, you know, I don't know, for some reason I thought like half of what we had didn't matter and I'm like now that I'm obviously I've done a little more research and obviously dived into the war a bit like well fuck you idiot like they had everything you have here it's just a different time period it's just i don't know that's one of my biggest life regrets now because now you don't see them at all they're just not around all the vets you know as mike b fights his fog of war (laughs) i I don't know what's going on like it's a focus thing like i can it's 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 more bothering me than it is (laughs) yeah it's it's just funny to see you slowly get mad yeah yeah yeah, no i'm like what the fuck is going on like (laughs) yeah you just so fucking obnoxious like yeah, and it's like annoying, dude. I've had that happen with my webcam where it just how the fuck focusing. do I fix it? You just it just will fix on its own. Um, it will be the most maddening thing in the world too, because you can flack at it, you can do it, and it won't do God, it until this it decides. Bo- it won't you, you guys it. should really read this book. I based a lot of uh, the Korean War stories off of this. But a Chinese soldier emerged from the dark, and Kuhn plunged the point of his intention tool deep into his throat. Jesus, Benelli thought, "Fucking Coochie's got it here." <laughs> Oh, fuck <laughs> that's great <laughs> it, it's so well done the um you know go, going into the movie itself um one thing i i think uh korean war films do very well is i think they get down brutality really well yeah like i don't that know scene with the maggots in this uh yeah, yeah and i don't know what it i don't know why maybe it's you know the ability just to kind of like really describe something because like there's overdoing it and there's underdoing it and then there's doing it just right and i feel like for the most part other than the explosions at every molecule like you said i think some of the brutality they nailed down pretty well it is yeah yeah i agree did uh did, i didn't catch it the first time did anyone notice uh the hersh the, talking about inaccuracies and shit the hershey bar did anyone notice that was it a modern day rapper? Yeah, he's, he's presents it to him, and like on the back, you can see like nutrition facts and the barcode and oh, everything. Barcode. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like the glory thing with the watch, right? You know, yeah, the digital. It's like watch. They, they just oh, went down shit. to the Seven Eleven and bought that and put it in the movie. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a pretty big fucking bar, so I don't know if they went to the Seven Eleven. They went to the Walmart. I, I, I like. Yeah, um, they went to the Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I like for for the most part. I mean, like you know, the tactics are obviously made for Hollywood and. Yeah, and, and stuff like yeah, that, but it's great. not, but it's not egregiously to get angry at. I feel like no, like, I, I watched I like this no. movie, I like the movie. Not, and I wasn't like viscerally angry. No, I like you the know? movie. It's good. Yeah, it's long, but it's good. It's yeah. very long. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it, but it's funny. It's very O four Korea. Very much a product of its time. Yeah. Yes. Like there's parts of it that are very much O four. <laughs> Like eating ice cream in yeah. slow motion. Some of the, some of the very intense, trying to be very dramatized dialogue. I, but again, that could be just a language gap. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Yeah. 
That's, there's and always... I don't mean dubbing. If anyone ever chimes in dubbing, I, we don't watch films in dubbing. That's a mortal <laughs> fucking sin. This would no, be like I'm a funny. comedy if it was dubbed. You know, or... <laughs> I said, what are you doing right, in yeah. this thing? You know, like, They're eating like, noodles or something. Uh, it's like, this is a good cheeseburger. Yeah. Fucking anime I mean, does that sometimes. Um, some of um, a lot of I guess to I guess because you know it's funny with when we had less on. He's like, well, Nate, what about the editing? And I'm like, oh right, I guess I am the one who talks about that a lot. Um, for the most part, I mean, um, you know, it is a product of its time with being the early 2000s, especially a foreign movie. But it it there is some pretty good cinematography. There's not a lot of Jason Bourne esque. So close, there is some a shaky cam. Um, but then yeah, it's a not, lot of that. Yeah. But it's not like I can't see what's going on. Wah, 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 wah. You know, like it's 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 pretty decent all around. And then you know, again, I think the carnage is something that should be very much uh, hit on because I remember I remember when I saw this, it was it, it would just it had just come to the states, and my funny enough, my my South Korean buddy. Um, wanted to watch it with me and we watched it and i remember that it was extremely brutal for anything i had watched at like 15 <laughs> like jesus christ like dudes are just getting just eviscerated i'm like i don't see that like you see in saving private ryan but it's not like constant you know evisceration is d-day and that's it you know not to the shitty level but like on the same level as wind talkers where it's just constant yeah, just it never slaughter yeah. brutal yeah, it but never it's good down, yeah. but it's good practical effects it's yeah. not like a good cg like you know everything like there's nothing that oh uh, well there's a few if i remember correctly i think some of the planes look a little hokey near the end but again it's 04 yeah. so you can't really like you know knock it too much for that like the platoon up. plane <laughs> oh dude <laughs> no! yeah 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 nope. yeah no it. it was it was good um so do that for a, like a halloween costume just like run around with like you know squibs in your hands <laughs> <laughs> they don't go ah! off though <laughs> yeah, yeah right, they, that's the point yeah like they don't go around, off like, ah! yeah. just run down the street with just <laughs> <laughs> repeating squibs coming out of your back. It'd be the coolest Halloween like, costume ever. You gotta, you gotta have where, like <laughs> squibs go off. Yeah, right. But like constantly, so it's like you hit a yeah, button I'm, and it goes. I was like gonna show up at Devin Kay's house and just paint him. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta have like a speaker hidden in your bag that just plays a theme song. That's fucking run. song just blaring. Yeah. 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 Yep. But <laughs> oh, he's being yeah, coached. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, the, when they when you were doing those dying scenes and shit yeah, like that, I w- that me and I, Nate had some conversations about that. Yeah, like I, three in the morning. I wish, I wish you had gotten Joe's like Spartan kick, like from, or, or I heard I heard about him like taking out Kevin. Like in traditional fashion. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you guys went, no, 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 Bam! don't do that. Yeah. Like, what the? What? <laughs> Everybody were like, what was that sack of. And it wasn't Kevin, it was uh, Tauber. Yeah. It, it was, was Kevin Jocko. Kevin yeah. Jocko. Kevin yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like, okay, we're doing POWs. And then we're all doing the. And then. 
Like, just whoa, throws what's that? Yep. He's like on the oh, ground. Oh, he throws him on like, the ground. Okay. Like, dude, Kevin, we're not at Gitmo. Kev, I love Kevin it. Kevin Jocko painted it like, I was like, is that when he like Spartan kicked you? He's like, I don't know what he did. I was just on the ground. He like put him on his <laughs> yeah, knees yeah. and like put his hands behind his back. Yeah. Dude, that's how we did it. That's how we yeah. did it. Yeah. It was like, it was perfect Iraq 2003. <laughs> totally perfect Iraq 2003. Uh, not Iraq 2003. That was, he was like, G-Watt 20. Whenever but the still, fuck it, you get the range. Ended. I had to yeah, stop him. I'd be yeah. like, okay, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because th- 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 there's a human body slamming the ground makes one noise, you know, and it's like, oh, that's yeah, a, what's that? Like throwing a bag of meat and bones <laughs> against the fucking like, ground. Yeah. Bam! Like, oh shit. There, well, there was there was a couple things. Like, I didn't. Uh, well, there was the the worst of it was when uh, Kevin Sinek, Artur. They were picking him up. We we're doing that. So they pick oh. him up, and um, Jake's M1 slid down and smashed him right in the face. And yep. yeah, and that, yep. that was the worst out of all the injuries. Yeah. But. <laughs> but no, I, when, when um, yeah, when Joe did that, I went up to him and afterwards, I'm like, "Hey, dude, um, so the the acquisition of POWs and like the treatment was a little bit different back then." Yeah. It's like. <laughs> And he's like, hey, this guy was brown. I thought he was a terrorist. I'm like, I'm like, what, I, what I told him is, I was like, I was like, this guy's a PO. I told him like, this guy's a POW, not an EPW. And he goes, yeah, okay. Yeah, because I'm I, like, when yeah, I, I just when I stopped, I'm yeah. like, oh, whoa, whoa, what's what's this all about? And he's like, this is what I did. That's what he, he said to me. Yeah. That's that's what I fucking yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done it too. It's, it's like, just, dude, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's great. Wrong war, right? You know? dude, yeah, he fucking. Well, actually, like to be fair, I'm pretty sure most of the guys out in the field that would have done that shit back then would have done that shit. Mm. But oh, it's it's a little it bit been that rough, but a little bit less rough. Yeah, yeah, a little bit less rough. But like, dude, when you're when you got adrenaline going and shit, and you're like processing these guys, you don't give a flying fuck. I've seen some oh. uh, some gnarly stock footage of uh, Germans. Were, it's like 1945, and um, Germans are retreating by the bucket load. There's like, you know, 20 of them. And they're all running by like with their hands up like this. And they're GIs. And they're the like bridge punching footage? them in the, f- like as they're, they're, they're going past them. Yeah. Uh, yep. There's the famous Tangamunga bridge footage, mm-hmm. which was this destroyed bridge over the Elba. It was like broken in the middle. And all these guys were, were trying to surrender. And they kept an amnesty open for like 48 hours after the 8th. So like if you, if you made it over by a certain time, then you were a POW in the West. And a lot of those guys got sent back to the East. It's a very big story. But that's where a lot of the footage was taken because all the correspondents were like, oh, this German surrendering. So they would do it and they'd run across and they would drop their shit. And it's really cool because these guys were the guys that were like running away from the Soviets. So they're wearing what they were wearing when they were fighting. And so it's just like one MP44 pouch, an SS smock, and like an MP44 in a bread bag. Like, you know, it's just really fucking insane impressions, things you wouldn't expect. But it's like, this is what I wore when I got away from the Russians. So yeah, they would throw shit in a pile. And early on, it was just soldiers, whatever. But because it was such a big place and well-known, all these civilians were starting to show up and they wanted to take their aggression out on the Germans. Yeah. The, so the, in that case, it's a little bit of a bias, but I know exactly the footage you're talking about. Right. Like, you know, there's like all these French soldiers showed up. And the French, I'm not trying to be a dick to the French, but whenever you read real history about French troops in the war, they're horrible, especially the ones the Americans supplied. They just, they're the reason that the Germans escaped in Falaise. But that's a whole yeah. other story. But the, the, the footage um, I'm talking about, they were American soldiers. They were like... There's were French troops. in there yeah. as well. That, no. There, there was a French unit that was there as well. It was the Clerk's 2nd Armored Division. Okay. And they showed up, and those are the guys that start kicking the Germans in the ass okay. and they're punching like, them in the face. They're like throwing rocks at them and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. those are, Again, it was such. It happened for so long that guys that were in the area knew what was going on. Like, oh, I want to go beat up some Nazis. Why not? Sure. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen everywhere. Because if you look at a lot of the other footage, but Tangamuna Bridge is very interesting mm. and like piles of 44s and Panzerfaust and it's, it's very cool 
Um, and they said toward the end of the end of it because the Russians were still fighting the Germans. You could s- hear the artillery getting closer to Elba mm. <laughs> by the tenth, and then you know they just stopped because the Soviets showed up. Mm. But uh, it, that's incredible footage. Mm. Anyway, and and not to say too, let's not go on a tangent. But at Dachau, they kill all the guards too. Uh, yeah, there's fo- there, I've seen all those photos where they're like standing against the wall. Oh, uh, we don't shit. talk about Shutter <laughs> Island, okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> My grandfather, like, I, I, I like I like I like Shutter Island. So. Yeah. My great uncle was an MP in the 45th Infantry Division, and he picked up an SS helmet that could have come from Dachau because the 45th only fought SS troops oh, hearsay? once in the and once no. there. <laughs> it could be hearsay. I don't know. But he drank. He was so distraught from the war, he drank himself to death. And most of the MP guys from the 45th ended up at Dachau. Who's to say? But he died in, like, 1949. He was very, very early on. Didn't talk yeah, to my grandfather in the uh, 5th Army, he fucking was there because he had the photos. Mm-hmm. They ended, yeah, because they ended up on this, you know, coming yep. up through. And land. so he was there and had photos of the bodies still smoldering in the trenches. Like, they just threw diesel on them and then burned yep. them. Try to get rid of some. And um, so he had photos of that. And it was funny because um, my, gr- my uncle used those for, like, a school project one year. And they were like, okay, this is impactful. Like, it's because you see the, you know, the guys sitting on the fences like this and they're just literally skin wrapped over a skeleton and um so then he let his friend in the grave below him use it the next year to do the same thing and like you know for his grade and the night he gave him those photos his entire house burned down jesus <laughs> i think you've told me about this uh, yeah i did yeah. tell you so they and got lost so it was lost but like there were so many people like that have seen these pictures. They're like, yeah, that's what they were like. Yeah. Cause, and so, yeah, my, my grandpa, you know, again, he was a truck driver. He was, he drove artillery rounds to and from, but he ended up at Dachau and yeah, he, he a little bit fucked up. So, um, but yeah, he had all these pictures that he took cause he had a camera. I don't remember what, don't ask me what he had, but like, um, he had a camera. So he would take all these pictures and he took a lot at Dachau when they first got there. And guys that carried cameras usually took most of the photos at the end of the war because that's when they had the most amount of time to do things. So well, that's, and he, but that's he also took photos. So wrong, but. Yeah, because because yeah, you're right because the amount of photos that he took, like in North Africa, were minimal. Um, Sicily, minimal. Italy, a few more because he actually got a little bit of rest, you know, for like a month, and then he got stationed in Nice. After they did, um, what the fuck was the operation? Southern France invasion. Dragoon. Of Southern- oh, Dragoon. Dragoon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So and then he got stationed in Nice for the entire winter of 43 and 44. And so he was just, they were sitting there kind of doing nothing. That's when he started fucking other chicks and like, you know, kind of oh, yeah. got the womanizing thing. Mm-hmm. But he took a lot of pictures of Nice. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you see a lapse because then they went, you know, up, you know, and then he was actually in Colmar and then ended up in Dachau. And you see a lot of pictures of Dachau because he probably was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is like nothing I've seen. And so, and then all those pictures got fucking destroyed in the house fire. But I do know multiple people that have seen those pictures and they all say the same exact thing. And it's like, so they did exist. And he was there. And it's like, Jesus Christ. So. It's it's insane. I remember, and we'll go back to the Korean War. There's a very yeah, good yeah, memoir yeah. called... Uh, Death Traps, and it's from the Ordnance Officer from the 3rd Armored Division, and it kind of perpetuated a lot of myths about the Sherman tank that aren't real. But long story short, 
he's, you know, doing this crazy shit in Europe, and he, he's the guy that makes the super Pershing. He's the guy that cuts off the armor from a panther and puts it on a Pershing in the war, and there's a lot of cool stuff. But he is near um, one of the camps toward the end of the war, and they run into a bunch of dead Germans, and he picks up a camera off a dead German. Whatever. He brings it home. It's a souvenir. It had film in it. We didn't get it developed for like 30 years. And it ended up that the film was from a camp guard, and it was all photos of from the camp Oof. and everything. All this yeah. crazy shit. Like while it was going on. Stuff. Yeah. All, while it was going on, yeah. Yep. It was like, you know, one of those SS albums they made at or, or Auschwitz or whatever the crazy shit. And it was like, wow. But he just had this camera. He picked it off a dead guy. And he was like, oh, whatever. Let me, get it. Let me see what it was on there. It's like, you just never know. Um. You know? Fucking crazy. Um, that's that's the book, by the way, that uh, inspired David Ayer to write Fury. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Huh. Wow, I didn't know that. I, I could. It's very well written, but it's just... We'll get into it when we do our Fury episode, but it's yeah. it perpetuates a lot of myths that aren't true. That's why there's a lot of uh, bullshit in Fury. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sherman's the best tank of the war. Mm -hmm. You can't change my mind. So, fucking awesome. Yeah, it's between the Sherman and the T-34. It really is, because it's like, well, the Sherman, like, yeah, they're like, oh, it's a fucking death trap, because all these guys said that it, it lit on fire. It's like, yeah, those guys survived, though. Yeah, but there was also a diesel version of the Sherman that the Brits loved, <laughs> A3. Yeah, but, like, the, the majority you don't get of them any were, You don't get any Ronson cases coming out of that. No, no, but, like, but here's the thing is, like, the Ronson but... thing, like, oh, they just they lit up on fire. It's like, well, how are you telling the story, then? Because you got out of it. Oh, yeah. You know, well, it, it's survivor bias. Th this is just, yeah, this is just what you have to say. You know, do you trust the platoon of Shermans that got to the front and that can drive a thousand miles? Or do you trust the frail train line that got bombed 16 times and the tanks have to get put on tracks twice to get on and off the, sh the fucking, you know, train? And then when they get off the train, they have to just not break down to the 30 kilometers to the front because they're so far away. Like, you know, when the German Panthers could get employed how they should have been employed, they were great. But the Allies put so many obstacles in the way that, you know, 75% of German tanks broke down on the way to combat. Yeah, but <laughs> right, Brian, right. it's, it's not, not the tiger the and your argument's fucking... invalid. So. Well, there's no tigers that fought American troops in the Western Front. Brian, the, like, your, your you answer's know, not September. the tiger, therefore it's invalid. <laughs> oh, I'm the I'm internet sorry. right now. Have you heard of me? The tiger was the I know. The tiger was the best fucking tank love... in World War II. Uh, did I just did love you know how... that? Haven't you played Medal of Honor Airborne? I just love Every tank is a tiger. I just love how um, the end of Kelly's Heroes, they talk about tigers, they talk about tigers, they get a tiger, and fucking Moriarty, what does he say? It's a piece of junk, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is. It it's, is. It looks yeah. cool. It's got good armor. It's got a great gun. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's a really good, you know, a concrete bunker does the same job. It just doesn't move like so, a tiger. So, so to everyone, tank. Brian said the tiger is the best tank in World War II. Tiger's <laughs> a piece of we, shit. Yep. We don't get any hate mail best or German. death threats or weeaboos. Tiger is a horrible piece of shit. The Panther's really cool, but it has just the same amount of problems. And the Panther oh, is the best German tank of the world. What do you, Mike? Well, his thing is the Panther just call... wasn't user friendly. That's the problem. Is like. The Panther was a great tank. It just was like so shit. Okay, we're doing a Korean users. War movie. We got to get back I to know, the Korean War. Well, no, <laughs> well, we could. Do, here's here's our avenue to it. Um, it's interesting because you know, the one thing that was not in the Korean War in this conversation is German tanks, but T thirty fours and Shermans did fight each other multiple times. They were tied it the, back in. All right, it was there. mostly the eighty five millimeters and like the Easy Eights and stuff. Um, Pershings as well. They got into some firefight and they fared pretty well against each other. You know the 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 1950s version, super whatever you want to call it, was a lot better than the M4s they had in Normandy and Tunisia and stuff. 
Um, but it's still the same amount of armor, and it's just a better gun uh, and a better drivetrain. But it's interesting that these two tanks did fight and, you know, fared pretty well. All right, so after a much-needed uh, bathroom break for us all, we are back, and we can't remember exactly where we left off, but we're going to start talking about um, the film and, like, how it portrayed the Chinese getting involved in October 1950. Because, you know, it was a, it was a, a push and, and shove match back and forth. The coalition forces, once the Americans got involved, and Inchon and, you know, Puzan... But like other other things, they push the North Korean military up to the Chinese border, and then then the Chinese get involved in October, and then it's uh oh, a shitload of bodies and ammunition and you know ordnance and equipment gets pushed back down, and it shows that in this film. It's like okay, it's winter, and now we're fighting, and it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. You know. It's just as much a surprise in reality as it is in the film that the Chinese joined the war. I mean, MacArthur's a piece of shit, hashtag piece of shit, uh, and <laughs> kind of pushed you know Mao a little too much and got them involved for for a lot of reasons. So you know, fuck you, MacArthur, you horrible piece of shit. But other than that, um, tell me how cool you really feel. Hashtag piece oh, of shit. Oh, don't get me started on MacArthur. I, Terri- I ter- terrible fucking yeah. yeah, terrible. Do it. It's whole, relevant. No, no, it's, it's he's not in the it. movie. This podcast is not okay, about so then, how okay. bad MacArthur was at everything. He okay, did. so when, what's that? What's that Tommy Lee Jones movie about MacArthur? Oh, I think, oh, it's, I just think it's just called MacArthur. I think it's called MacArthur. <laughs> then we're gonna, to we're, then you're gonna fucking save all your hatred for that movie because we're gonna do it. I got binders full of hatred. Okay, good. Okay? <laughs> you have no idea. The okay. more I read about the man, the more I'm just like, I don't know if I want to punch you or piss on you. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> Both. Like. He has a position in history. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like be revisionist at all, but he's just such a piece of shit. It's okay. Oh I feel the God. same way about Sherman, so we're okay. <laughs> well, no, Sherman's a great man. Fuck you. you <laughs> there was a tank named after him. Did you know that? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about I'm not engaging I'm talking about on the this. Georgia campaign. No, I, it's, it's I know, and I'm talking about fucking. Bernie Nathan, Carlson, listen, but, yeah. you know, there was a saying during the Second World War, a good German's a, get, a dead German. <laughs> well, you know, there's a saying during the Civil War, too, you know. A good Alabama's a dead Alabama. But, you know, <laughs> way it goes. It's the fucking so. way she goes, bubs. Uh, <laughs> wonder where my allegiances lie. <laughs> Dark, man. Jesus. I did have relatives on both sides of the war, though. But there was only one side that was so not fighting for owning people. So, yeah. Oh, so uh, okay. Actually, All right. Okay. okay. I got more people on the north than I'd have on the south. It just so happens that Good. most of my family's south of the Mason-Dixie line now. Well, you can so <laughs> Mason-Dixon. Mason-Dixie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are we doing this again? So, so all you guys got relatives in the Civil War? Yeah, I, yeah. I did, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not, Mike? No, my 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 lineage doesn't start until like the 1930s. Uh, oh, interesting. Into, in, in the United States, that uh, is. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. I have uh, roots back to this um, founding of Albany as a trapper station in the 1620s. I have Dutch roots all the way back to then. Um, oh, that explains a lot. It really does. <laughs> and then I have uh, yeah German and like European roots. My- but I have some pretty deep roots here. Uh, just just to finish, there's been a relative of mine that's lived in the state of New York. Since 1620. Damn, dude. Continuously. And that's very, very rare very for old. America. That's, that's very rare, old. yeah. That's Four very centuries very of American exploration, you know. So we bought a lot of land. We actually have a deed from buying land on Manhattan from Indians. It's all blood signed and everything. It's from the 1740s. The Indians were here? 
Damn. (laughs) This fucking episode, I got so much work in front of me this month. Yeah, it's not going to be great for you. (laughs) We're trying to make it easier. Korean War. All right. So. God damn. We got to fucking stop. Jesus Christ. This is rough. Okay, let's think. Okay, uh, put the movie on. (laughs) Take Ugi. Yeah, I'm going to put the fucking movie on. Yeah, Yeah, please. 20 minutes of movie talk in the night. We're all over the fucking place tonight. It's It's, rough. it's, It's really one of those nights I was like, I had a feeling like go, before we went into this, I was like, I don't know if I can stay on track. And like we were, we were doing all right. And then it's, uh, like, it's it's been uh-oh. we are all you guys are all the, the same way tonight. It's like uh oh. Um, how um so so the the whole going back into the fucking film, the yeah. uh <laughs> yeah yeah, it's been a night. I've cut most of it out. Everyone, there you go. I really liked uh, you know when Godzilla showed up. Um. <sighs> Have you he seen came out of yet? <laughs> not yet. No, he came out of the okay. mountain in North Korea. Oh, once so we've been Il-Sung recording. We've been, we've been, we've been the, recording uh, for an hour and seventeen, and about twenty minutes of that is recorded. Twenty minutes of that is garbage. I think like thirty minutes of that is. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, it's just okay. Go on. I guess we're just off our fucking kilter tonight. Okay, right, so, anyway. so the the point of I. Someone fucking lead, please. Oh, my brain, my brain is fucking broken tonight. All of, Nathan, skip ahead thirty minutes. Uh, and then just yeah, let it roll. can I skip thirty minutes ahead of my life? Uh, wow, what are you really doing? <laughs> okay, I I got something. I got something. What yeah, is up right. with the fucking M one uh, muzzles in this movie? Like they look weird. Yeah, so right there, right there. That's the what I was BFAs. talking about. Yep. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like the sights are all fucked up. They're too long. Like, what's what's going on? Yeah, those yeah, are those, props. Those are, those those are, are BFAs. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Clearly props. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, oh, yeah, those, yeah. those are horrible. I have here in my ones. notes. Are, there are some wooden guns in this, I believe. The, the, that's where they are, right here. Well, yeah, look yeah. at this. Look at the look rear set the on Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just it's completely just a solid thing. Yeah, so so just for anyone who wants to jump along um it's the whole prisoner shooting communist oh. everyone's a communist scene and these m1s are horrid wooden well they stand <laughs> out because they, also, they got these huge close-ups of them yeah, yeah. i'm sure they use the them throughout the whole movie but like right yeah, if now, they were used like stunt wise or whatever it would be fine it's mm-hmm. just like yeah the chin straps are wrong in the helmets too they're the vietnam war metal escutcheon ones right yeah right yeah some of the melee scenes, I could tell the the rifles were like they were they looked they, they handled the them too well, the like they were too light. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a common problem, you know. Or like yeah. I forget which film we were watching, where like there's a fifty cal barrel and it's like oh that was uh, a, Black Hawk Down, yeah, Black Hawk Down, where it's yeah. like it flapping because it's made of rubber. Yeah. yeah, when when something doesn't have the weight to it, uh, you can and especially if the actor is not used to a rifle as like a prop like melee weapon. Yeah. It, it's it's hard to under- like like I, I hate to say this but <laughs> if you're swinging sticks around you know like that, that's 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 you know that's that looks fine all, all these yeah. fucking well, stick th- slingers there's there's several shots uh <laughs> I didn't say it you did Nathan uh, one is there's several shots uh in the Omaha beach scene of Saving Private Ryan where you see extras running. And they're holding like M- the M1s with their just one hand, and they're like going like this, and it's just like it's clearly like made out of it's like two pounds or something. Yeah. I've yeah. played with some of those props. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've seen a few of them. All the Candidate ones have their bolts stripped off because people tried to play with bolts. And oh, and they got... tried to cycle it <laughs> yeah. and ripped it off. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, it, awesome. Like every single real SPR one I've seen, because uh, a lot of the gear was sold from at the front in the States, and it's yep. all stamped SPR. But I know the rifles. A friend of mine has a rifle from the production, and the rear sight's ripped off of that one as well because it got dropped on set or something. But they're like foam... Like a styrofoam, like foam mix. It's like it's foam rubber. Like, it's foam rubber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it's, it's not like, like a sex the, toy. It's, it's like, yes, but it's more foamy. Mm -hmm. It's more. Not, it's hard to say. Yeah, I've like, actually, I've actually handled an no M1, pun intended an M1 prop from SPR like back in the day, mm -hmm. and they're the Tom very, Sizemore's R.I.P. <laughs> they're very what an M1 rifle, I should say. <laughs> an M1 rifle, not a carbine, because Tom Sizemore carried a. Yeah. yeah, they're very what, and you call just, yourself just, a War Two movie there. nerd, Brian. Yeah. So, but no, it's uh, they're very light. Like an, a real M1 rifle is like a lot heavier like than these pounds, fucking yeah. props. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you I can just stock right here for one. You can just see it. Some in movies, like you can just it, it. It's like watching like plastic armor in like you know medieval movies and stuff like that. There's just there's real like metal armor and just like when it's real, it has like a rigidity and a weight to it that you just can't replicate no matter what. So, something that also has an uh, air to it. Something yeah. that we also talk about a lot with the other movies that we've done recently is uh, artillery. Uh, did anything look ridiculous? That was not bad well, because they actually had the recoil of the barrel. One yeah. of those uh, machine uh, guns is a Browning M2 that's like made to look Soviet or something. Like a Dishka. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen that before in a lot. Oh, of it's films. it's in tons yeah. of movies. Very yeah. common. Yep. I I will say with the artillery. Uh, or at least for one of the scenes, it looked too scripted. It's too guys. slow. It was like, stand here. It's right. too you know? slow here to get blown it's, up. That, yeah. that looks good. Well, yeah, that, yeah. That, that recoil was way too slow. Like, like the one guy on the right? Like, it, yeah, it's like, way, that's CGI. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the problem. Like, well, here, yeah. here's the thing. is that The first one, the first shots that we have near the end here, it's the ending battle. That's actually, that actually looks like a hydraulic. That the the you know the, the gun yeah. movement is hydraulic because it see the, how the has wide a shot is CG though. yeah but the wide shot also right there. CG yeah with this with, mechanical moving but at least yeah because the piston really quick right it's a quick the piston snap. too but, but at like, least it goes it goes faster as it moves along right because it's yeah. got more momentum if you look at that with the with how the, the barrel moves but at it's least like slow fast but at least the guns aren't uh, popping off like fucking low riders you know like in that mm. one movie that we watched. Well, so yeah, let's let's rate the artillery while we're here. So we've talked about artillery in a few films. I remember that the Thin Red Line was the worst. That was the hydro. That was the that was the that low was riders. like the woo. Yeah, like those tire are the low rider yeah. hopping artillery okay, pieces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danger Close had pretty good artillery. If you I haven't seen the worst of the You're worst. Not terrible. Too. The worst of the worst is well, Wind Talkers. Oh, well, I don't remember Wind Talkers enough. Well, wait, we'll we'll save it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're we'll saving. Sa I totally take your word for on, it. We've been sitting on that one for like a year. But we, I know yeah. we have. Yes, it, it's, it, the artillery in that is god awful, and I'm no not an expert in any of it. So, but and I could, I could do it better. Hit me in the ear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, okay, um, I mean, sorry, were you done talking about the artillery? Because I wanted to. Bring yeah, up I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, just before, we, is there anything else? Yeah. Any other movies where we, we talk about it? Because I know we talked about it a few times. I just, can't, I just remember Danger Close and Thin Red Line. Danger Close, Thin Red Line. Uh, Why the fuck uh, are you going to run out we of a fucking soldiers. trench, though, really quick? Why the fuck are you going to run out of a trench we, during a firefight? Right. Well, it's a Korean movie, them. so you got to just people running everywhere <laughs> and screaming. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Every molecule is. That's what so I'm wait, saying, yeah. was it We Were Soldiers, Nate, that had it? Uh, there's a remember. part where they had, and it looked pretty good. Like, it was, bam, like it recoiled and shit. Let's, uh, we Were Soldiers yeah. had an okay bit. Uh, oh, was that the one where they, no, that was Danger Close where they had the shell, the artillery yeah, round. Yeah, that was Danger out. Close. Yeah, that's Danger okay. Close. No, but. Yeah. Um, World of Tanks. <laughs> I can't. Remember. That's why they did oh, that. Oh, dirt what were the recent yeah. ones? Um, let me look at the list. Oh, the F4U going down in this position. Yeah, that's a real. <laughs> yeah, now it's turning into my way. <laughs> yeah, when Fiji gets involved, it's two thirty on a Thursday. Yeah. It's sunny as fuck. Oh, here comes the Americans. Yeah. Oh no. When when CG gets involved with Korean movies, especially in battles, it gets ridiculous. But, right. You know. I do love seeing PPSH 41s and DP 28s going off. Like, that's that's cool. They're DPMs, see. dude. Uh, I don't know. Let me see a close Check up it of out. it, and Check I will it tell out. you. Closely. Because I do know the difference. That film, by Close. the way, with the M1 thumb was uh, 71 Into the Fire. Okay, we'll do so it eventually. We'll have to watch it before yeah. long. It's all on YouTube. So. For free. Oh, nice. Yes. Good. I'm not paying for that. No, yeah, I'm not paying for that either. <laughs> <laughs> So you just, like, this is turning into, like, Braveheart. There's just chaos and shit so, everywhere. <laughs> to recreate like this, this battle, right, yeah. Yeah. they had 15,000 blanks, 3,000 extras, and 500 stun experts. They fired more ammunition, blank ammunition than they actual lasted, ammunition in the cold <laughs> Korean shot, War. They shot over a course of three weeks and had 50 minor accidents on average every day. Are there any deaths? minor accidents. <laughs> Doesn't say any deaths. Oh, good. No. By the way, I think that last movie that we were thinking about artillery would have been Kelly's Heroes, by the way. I don't remember artillery Kelly's in that. Hero. There's artillery. There's our mortar fire in Kelly's Heroes. Okay, maybe that was But uh, one thing I wanted to bring up with this movie is that there seems to be some lost in translation type stuff going on with the the subtitles. They keep calling this, like, award so, the Medal of Honor. The first time I watched this, I watched it on a bootleg DVD at our museum. So did I. The yeah. subtitles. I watched a bootleg like, copy. Yeah. They, it was translated from Korean into French and then into English, and it was like, the hummingbird flies from the south, and then like you know this happens, and it's like oh, okay, I, there's something not here. There's something not you right. Know, you so. can see it. Yeah. Yeah. How I noticed that in a lot of films. But, but how is, you know? Oh, go ahead. Just saying, like there. But I remember like they they keep saying like the Medal of Honor throughout this movie, and it's like clearly it's not the medal of honor you know that he's gonna yeah. be getting and then also this whole thing where he keeps mentioning like flag unit like what is that like that seems that just doesn't sound like an official well, like unit. Well, <laughs> well this guy just said i'll kill you you cry baby like i i think there's a lot of one for one translation see that are just okay. he just stabbed him with a flag so that's that's the flag unit yeah. they, oh they okay so it is, it is a literal yeah. translation then okay i think it's made like a guards unit like that's the idea of it okay. but i've I have not read far enough in to know if there was something like that. Okay. It wouldn't surprise me, but, I mean, who the fuck knows? Well, I'm just, um, they're doing the translation the just like, thing. oh, my God, do you see that prop rifle? <laughs> they're looking I, at like, I the, have, the, the okay. painted. Uh... Okay, as we watch this, I, I think I, I've forgotten how much, I'm just like, dude, just fucking shoot Every him. molecule. Nate, can you go yeah, back to that shotgun? Molecule. I want to see that, that painted every, rifle. Every molecule is a fucking 
Like yeah, LA that's what I'm and, saying. Uh, yeah. It's like that painting of Hong Kong where like they have part of it stripped away Look, and it's like blood yeah. and people fighting in, pa- in the ground. Pause on that you know, M1. Like, yes, yes. That is a prop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny is that if, if that's a prop and this is like week two of shooting, how many times is that thing used oh, in fake combat? Oh, look how cut up and shinked up it is, dude. It's, yeah. It looks like no, it's made look out at, of... No, yeah. look, look at the... Look at that's, the yeah, it's painted. Wait, the Moisin's fake too. Wait, look at the other rifle's fake too. There's no rivet in the front of the... The Moisin. Of the... M block, the um, <laughs> in front of the M block, <laughs> magazine, whatever. Jesus, Proust, Magwell, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. But well, you can see it's all dinged up. I mean, it looks like it's made of like I don't know plywood or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, if you're gonna beat them up, machine. if you're gonna beat them up and fuck them up, and they're not gonna be on camera at least for a split second, then the, it's like you know, just do that. There were some. There were earlier with the front fucked up front sights. Looked like they had real stock sets, but these are all completely fake. Okay, so now you see that this this flag unit is wearing, actually they're wearing Czech uh, VZ-52 helmets, which is interesting. They would not have been wearing those so, at all. So I have a question. What do you Ob- mean they didn't get one flown over in a obviously, jet? Obviously, uh, obviously this this is like their interpretation of methed out units, right? <laughs> Like I, kamikaze methed out. That's units. what I got like, from it because he, he like, yeah. doesn't even recognize him. What's the North Korean version of Perviton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Heroin? That doesn't really make you fight like this, though. Oh, yeah, heroin makes you lax. I'm like, yeah. nah, man, it's all right. I ain't going to fight today, man. It's all fucked up. Time good. to get in my K-hole. I mean, I guess yeah. bloodlust is a hell of a drug, but, I mean, you know, I just... I don't know. Uh, yeah. it, it's interesting. It's just When you fight for the Mountain of it. Doom, you know, like... When you fight for the Dark Lord, you, you know. You the translation that. said, yeah, yeah, the yeah, translation yeah. said, bro. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> He's like, snap bro. out of it, bro. This, bro. Is Sam, this is Sam and Gollum right now, okay? This, yeah. is, this is the fight for all Mount Doom. They're on a mountain. They're fighting on Mount Doom. Like, here you go. This is like Hacksaw It just turns into a fucking kung fu movie. Mm-hmm. It's literally it's literally a kung fu yeah. movie at this point. Well, yeah, no, everyone, everyone's yeah. hand-to-hand fight. I mean, I forgot... I, I watched it's, this like it's last like hex. Week, it's so. like hacksaw ridge. I've forgotten. I've forgotten. Yeah. 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 yeah it's like the end. Yep. Yeah. Fuck that yep, movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or wind talkers too. Like you're saying, there are some right. Wind it's it's, it's yeah. just like it's just this like massive insane action. What if we turned the last battle of Saving Private Ryan into 40 minutes? Now, now, now. Let's just let's just put this out there. Was there? Close combat fighting, absolutely. Yes, brutal. But oh. I don't. <sighs> Want me to read some? Yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I know there's accounts of it. And I know it's brutal, but like that's what you would be seeing is people insta dying like that. You know, like constantly mm-hmm. with whatever they had. It wasn't like this prolonged fucking. Uh, yeah, the, the, it's yeah, like these. Also, dude, if you're if you're if you're fighting like this, like honest to god, I don't give a shit or a fuck, how good of shape you're in, after about two to five minutes of this, you're done. Mm-hmm. Like, your body physically will not let you go any further. Yeah. Like, so this is such bullshit on so many well, levels. So, things that I've, because I haven't probably, I haven't read, I probably haven't read nearly as much as Brian on it, but, like, when I've heard instances of, like, close combat fighting and stuff, like, once someone is, like, you know, they, they kill someone, they want to get the fuck out of there right away. Like, they don't want to get get hit by someone else or whatever, like start fighting another one. So anytime I've ever read like an instant of close combat, it's like, and then I got the fuck out of there as fast as I could, you know, or something it, like that. 
it happens so quick that it literally is a fight for survival. And when you come down, there's, you know, a fight or flight response, just not knowing what you just did or processing what you just did and, and just going on to the next, like you said, you know, it's, it's, we, civilians really don't experience it. Thank God, because we live very soft lives, which is very good for human history. But like, you know, when you have to make decisions like that, it's very, you know, a lot of adrenaline, a lot of fog, a lot of just, there's no right or wrong decision. It's, you know, your thumb just gouges the guy's eye out and then your knife stabs. You know, things kind of fall into place. Um, it's not necessarily something that, you know, you have time to think about or do in the films. It's just, you know, you, you're, fl you're flying with someone else. But yeah, you know, you really do want to get out there. I feel like, you know, they do spend too much emotional time on certain and things. It's, but it's, then again, it's just... It's never brutal what would you do? enough, dude. Like, I mean, I've heard... I remember I read a thing with this German guy. Like, he uh, he bit, like, a guy's throat, you know, and stuff like that, you know, to, to, yeah, to he, kill someone. I, he Rick Grimes him. Bit his throat out. <laughs> yeah. Tastes like chicken. Yeah, like... I, <laughs> I, I, had a f I had a friend who got a knife kill. And, and he'll, we'll have him on the podcast eventually. He won't talk about it. But it's it was very traumatic. And uh, it comes back to him. It's the one thing from his service that always comes really fucks with him because uh, of how close it was, you know. And he's like, I'll see his face every now and then, you know. Like, he's never gonna forget. Shows it. up. No, it's just, it's just yeah. And it was one of those things where it just it happened and then it was over. Mm -hmm. it, it, like, have you? That, uh, it was an event. Have, you know? have, it's like a car accident. Have or any of you? Like, oh, what the fuck just happened? Have any of you seen the movie The Place Beyond the Pines? Uh, no, I've, here I have to watch it. It's though. so Isn't it like good. Arlie Ermey and stuff. What's that? Doesn't that have like Arlie Ermey in it? And stuff no, 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 no. Um, I thought he was. It like, has uh, Bradley Cooper anyway. and Ryan Gosling and uh, Ava Mendez in it. Um, Isn't Ray Liotta in that too? Or yeah, he is. Yes, uh, he is in that. I read a scene from him recently where he told Bradley Cooper to fuck off yeah. on set before a certain scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. but uh, there's. I'm not going to give the movie away, but there's a great scene in it where. A cop, not like Nathan. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I won't say what's going on exactly. But uh, a cop comes, like everything is. Uh, so what happens during the scene sets, you know, events that happen twenty, thirty years into the future in this movie. And this cop uh, is stalking this house, uh, looking for his, you know, uh, his perpetrator, and he comes busting in the room and. Is, he's right there and shoots him like instant, like not on purpose, just like instinctfully, just shoots him dead. And it's like that, you know. But like the way they filmed it, you can just tell that it's like a moment that's gonna stay with him for the rest of his life. But it happens in half a second, you know. And um, just that—that's just an example of like stuff like that, that up close and personal type stuff you're talking about, how quick it is and how, but like how, how quick it happens, but then how long it lasts for the rest of, you know, people's lives in terms of the impact it makes. There is this great similar scene and it's, it's not real, mm -hmm. but it, it's very similar to everything you're talking about in the film. Uh, oh shit. What was it? Um, Brad Pitt, was it day Z or zombie day or something or Z world? I forget what it was. Uh, zombie land. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> Brad Pitt. No, like what are like you talking? World Z, World Z. Or oh, something okay. Like that. World War Z. <laughs> yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, World War Z. So the scene that I love in it is that, and it has to play into all this, is that they're like, we're gonna go to wherever around the world, and we're gonna go find his cure. We're gonna army base. We're gonna be good. Here is the world's top leading scientist. He's gonna follow you, and you're gonna be good. 
And they go to walk off the C-130, they give him a Glock, he slips and he kills himself. Because <laughs> he gets shot. And it's just like, this whole build-up for like, here's the man who's going to save humanity. And then, like, within two frames, he's dead. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. And it just goes to show you that, like, you know, you could be all set, ready to go, doing your cool shit and be a hardcore motherfucker. And then, like, oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? These things happen overnight. They happen instantly. And it's just, well, that's, that's just something that occurs. So. The, um, I do love those scenes. The the To tie into this scene, I think... Is, I think I'm going to say the same thing in, in a way. They that, haven't stopped shooting for the last is, 20 minutes. Well, yeah, talking. yeah. Since the whole time you've been talking, the battle's still oh, going. This I is mean, a great death scene. Very realistic. The the thing is, is that... The thing is, is that... The squibs went off, actually. <laughs> it's, like, all the, it's funny. <laughs> I'm laughing at it. Um, the, the thing is, is that they, you could take that whole entire fistfight engagement of trying to convince his brother to do it and could have cut that in half, if not three quarters of it, and it still would be just as impactful as what they're trying to do. Again, it's the time of the era I really think that this movie suffers from, where it's 04 sensationalism <laughs> yeah. of trying Battle of to Fallujah. match fucking Hollywood-esque type of, you know, movies and stuff like that. And so I do think it nails down some things really well, but then in the other parts it's very Korean War or sorry, Korean film in the early aughts. So yeah, I kind of like um, this right here with the transition to his skeleton. Like that's cool. Because yeah, that's pretty cool. Because like that's I mean, I've seen tons of photos like that, modern day photos where they unearth like a soldier and he still has his helmet on or something like that. And his oh skeleton. yeah, boots too. You see as well sometimes in Russia, and that's that's the one that always I find interesting. Um, what do you call it? Uh, so what's interesting about this film is I really do like the archaeological aspect of it. In the beginning and the end, it's a it's a interesting way to tie it together, especially with the pain and suffering of the Korean War on the peninsula. You know how it's it, it really hasn't ended at all in Pretty any way. Shape brutal before. archaeologists, but hey, <laughs> but uh, well, hey, I've I have relatives that are archaeologists and they dig up Roman shit. They don't give a shit about bones. They're like, look at these swords they're next to. But you just rip you know, it out of the fucking ground. I don't know if they did it oh, at the beginning. Like, eh, fuck them. But um, yeah. what do you call it? Um, it is interesting that this came out, and then a few years later, Sanzibi, or Letters from Iwo Jima came out. Yeah, which is kind of the same thing. Very similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like this film definitely um, played into that whole idea, which isn't a bad thing. I feel like they do a very good job with that. Um, but it is cool to kind of, you know, segue it from today to back in the past. Um, it's and a good story. Arc. Still, you can easily fuck it up. They're still trading. Um, remains back and forth north korea yeah korea yep yep like they're mm-hmm. still trading and the u.s remains. like there's a lot of u.s remains that have been repatriated yep jesus i i Sorry. i is that an acoustic why? guitar what was well, that? To, why, every single fucking thing tonight is going wrong i've actually had a good time yeah there you go that's what that's what i heard dude I love, keep I love, it's great soundtrack. Keep on going. Maybe we'll win an award for this one too. Yeah. Hey, look at me, I'm fucking Brian in my goddamn. Yeah. I didn't know you played bass. That explains a lot, dude. That's awesome. I was not expecting. I mean, yeah, it's just fucking. Yeah, I've been in that room before. I've seen his his guitars in there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know you play guitar. Knowing you, this I play bass. I, I can play guitar, but my fingers are really fat, and that doesn't work out well. <laughs> slap yeah. the bass. I don't slap the fucking bass. Slap the bass. I play the bass very shittily. So <laughs> let's just make that very clear. That's not what a bass player should be doing. 
I don't. I'm not a bass player. I just do it for fun. Dude, it's easy. I never you know. once claimed to be a fucking bass. What have I ever mentioned that you just said now? You've oh, never heard that. Please, please. I've known you for over almost two fucking years now, and you're you just now realizing that I can play that thing. Well, you know, you're the one that said you can play it badly. So sorry. I I, I never claimed to be good. I just it's something I do for stress relief because oh, I fucking whatever. Everyone, this gonna, this, this pod this pod is fucked. <laughs> you know you know you know how like you know how like you have like every couple episodes you just have a fucking just one that can't keep track when that like like most this of the people most of the people who have listened to this don't know how we've had one or two other ones like this, but I've I've somehow been able to. Com- convolute together so it actually fucking <laughs> yeah, works. Good luck. I don't think this one's gonna work. I think this one's gonna be all over the fucking place. So I apologize for everyone. The Korean, it, it unfortunately it's the Korean War podcast where it's just like we just can't fucking stay on topic. Well, I what if we had, if, to if, deal, if I hadn't fucked I know, up the first one, it would have been a lot better. I well, no. The real reason here is that Nathan hates Korean War veterans and that he <laughs> oh just doesn't God, care about not, them. Not, and well. that he's avoided the subject forever. And he's just this is the real reason that we're having a pod, bad Korean War podcast, you know? Because right. deep down he just cares about World War II and the Vietnam. movie's over, so that <laughs> so. means we're we're not talking about it anymore. The credits are rolling. About what? We have been talking about it for ninety percent of this fucking podcast. <laughs> we have been talking about it a little bit here and there. <laughs> not is that not go, anywhere we near to what we fucking should be doing. We're just all over the fucking place. We've talked about is... Dachau. We've talked about fucking tanks. <laughs> we've talked about Revely. We've, we've talked, talked about, about we've talking about Dachau. Old Bay. Dachau. Oh we've my god! Fucking this fucking talks about. Bass players, fucking Mike, fucking, fucking Brian's Mike is just drain. pinging off bass rhythms every fucking five seconds. Mike A is just I echoing everywhere. Once, Mike B is fucking is fucking pissing all over the place. Broken you know, arrow, chugging water. Feet. I'm Broken not on top of and screaming. Fire. Fire. Yeah, say again, prairie uh, fire. Drop all ordnance on my paws. Just, just yes. nuke this motherfucker. <laughs> well, go ahead, Putin. Lead a- Putin, where are you? Go ahead and lead us out, then, Brian. Nuke me. <laughs> Nathan's gonna. We're gonna well, find Nathan dead in this fucking slit trench. And, oh, we have more to do. Shit. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe that'll get us back into a little. We I, get another five minutes of content I, before we go off the fucking I, rails. Again. We went. We went to a little bit of guns. Jesus if, fucking if Bruce. If you're still joining us for the Korean War military, <laughs> you know, uh, military historian, historical experience, Civil War American, you know, whatever podcast. Uh, we're now going to move on to. The firearms are using this Korean War <laughs> film called Taeguk GI. This is this is really fucked up. Ugh. Oh, this is really fucked up. Like none of us tonight have been able to stay on We're track. All, all of us are all over the place. And I can't even spell the goddamn movie. Taeguk GI. Well, that's just racist. You're not even gonna fucking do it, Nate. Oh, I was gonna say no, like I, yeah, I don't no, blame yeah, you, I'm but just, like I had to they just touch this, you, this whole pod is kind of fucking. Uh, if you've made it to the end, uh, if you made it to now, I apologize for not staying more on it. We did talk. I, no, if I, you make it to the end, then you can have a free lunch with Nathan. <laughs> no, 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 I'm a poor artist, man. They have to pay for me. If they make it to I'll the pay end, they gotta it. take me out to lunch. I will, I will fund a free lunch with Nathan in Maryland. Where will we get shot if we go for lunch? Where will you get shot? Because I'm not going to be there. I'll pay uh, for well, it. Well, if you go to Lexington Market, you'll definitely get shot. So. <laughs> when he's at Lexington Market, uh, April, Saturday, April 1st, Jesus come join God. us. To get some, let's get some Baconators. You know, this was bring, your, bring your sticks. <laughs> anyway, so now we're, we're on to... Uh, <laughs>
<laughs> now we're on to IMFDB for uh Jesus Hager Christ, TV. Brian. So. You're on a fucking roll tonight even. Like <laughs> Oh, uh, where there's, there was 1911A1 in this film. Weird. Who would have guessed? Not a browning hey. high power. Wow. <laughs> nope, we can clearly see in the second image. Yeah. Not a browning. <laughs> Yes. No, that looks like a yeah. Okay, high yeah. Power. I, again, you guys are never gonna let that that's go. A, that's a that's a high power. It looks like a brownie sure. high power to me. That's a double stack nine millimeter tangent sided. <laughs> Belgian Fuck, you millimeter Fuck you all. Fuck you all. Okay, so the Brian, the Colt nineteen eleven A one, whatever the fuck you want to call it, Nambu Type fourteen. Yep. yep. Oh. It was nice seeing Nambu. So Luger, yeah, Mike, is that what is that what that is? It's Japanese Luger. <laughs> it's a Japanese Luger. Jap Luger. Yeah. There is a Luke, isn't there uh, a Luke? No, this is what the, no. the North Korean guy's hand. That's right. Yeah, that's yes. sorry. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Need yeah, to see. The, yeah. That would have actually been pretty fucking common because the Japanese occupied Korea throughout yeah. the sec- entire yeah. Second World War. So, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. And that would be very relevant. Yep. Yep. It's a large trigger guard, too, so it's a later one. Yep. Nothing that matters, but. No, but like that's. Oh, that, is he pushing? That's pretty. Oh, his, that's pretty. He, accurate. He's pushing the uh, slide into his neck, so it wouldn't work in that scene. That's funny. <laughs> he's really it's like a Beretta. Yeah. It's an M9. Yeah. The M3A1. Yeah, that was cool to see. Yep. Very good. Yep. Really, tuck, tuck, tuck. I love shooting that. That was great. Super cool. Fuck nice you. Vietnam chin You're strap welcome. or chin yeah, strap attachments, but yeah. PBSH. Papa Shaw. I will never see. not be glad to see one of these in a movie. Dude, that that fucking flare is real though. <laughs> For real. Oh yeah, dude, the barrel's so dude, short. That, that that round is very they fucking flash high. so high. It's so Dude, great. the 76225, even in a fucking toke or a, a VZ52 pistol. Dude, it's a hell of a flash. Now imagine a sick I think the sickle rates for that's 900. Yeah, I think 9950 yeah, something nine, like that. 950, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's insane. Now imagine like just like yeah. The other, the other cool thing is how they inject the shells like straight up. Straight yeah. up. Similar. I mean, well, seriously, here's the thing. It's, it's straight up and to the right yeah. and it it, it, it yeah. goes like it's so it all mm-hmm. of them it, like um I have, screen, I've, yeah. I've been blessed that I fired a full auto in my life, and when I mag-dumped the, the drum, all of the shells landed in a pile in the same area. They didn't, like, go <laughs> wow. all over the place like, you know, confetti. They all landed well, in the same Because usually when, when you shoot something <laughs> that's got an extracting round or, like, a, a casing up straight top, if mm-hmm. you're prone, you're fucked because it'll just go back on you. Like exactly. the K31, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that those are fun to have a fucking seven five or fifty five casing go down your fucking neck. Yeah, <laughs> we we shot my buddy's fifty eight at like a one of those ranges that had uh, like a cover on it, and we didn't know that like ejected straight up. Yeah. So my buddy goes to shoot it. It's like whip bam. Like the rounds back of the table are like what? <laughs> Do it again. It's like whip bam. We're like oh fuck. That's great. You can catch a breath. Like, yeah, or you could hit yourself in the fucking head with it, like, you know. <laughs> the other, the other, the other. Don't um, shoot indoors. The other gun that that rivals the like the shell extraction throwing is also the the uh, STG forty four, like straight arc, to the right in the yeah. back. Like mm-hmm. it's like someone like baseball throws it. I, 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 like, told, I don't know why. It, it I told you about so angrily. My buddy uh, he used to have an MP44 that was blank adapted, and he used to fuck around people at reenactments because he would hit people with shell casings. <laughs> and he get bored, so like he's like he's yeah, he'd do he hit something like thirty yards away, 
Like literally, like hold it right. You're like pew pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking hit a guy in the back. He used to do like he went to the Gap. He used to do that in the '90s. That's great. And uh, that's and I can totally believe that 100. percent He went to random tangent, and not we need more of these tonight. He went to the Gap oh, once. Really? The day after he saw Starship Troopers for the first time, <laughs> and he's like, you know, during the war, the Germans used the MP44 sparingly. Because they didn't have a lot of ammunition and this the other thing, and then he was like, "I went to the Gap and I was like, they're everywhere." <laughs> it's like I went to like 500 rounds of ammunition that weekend. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, love me some carbine action. They looked correct too for the era. They didn't yep. seem like anything. That There's no crazy. such thing as an incorrect carbine for Korean War. Well, it's all the sights. So the sights were end of World War II, right? Yeah, but also you, you would see you would see like fucking World War II configuration like with the the flip sight and no you know, no 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 yeah. I, no I know I'm, I'm just so curious it's literally about anything goes in the Korea. Adjustable no. rear sight came out for the M1 carbine in 1944 and that, shows up in Europe my, and Italy okay, and Pacific by the fall and winter of 1944. Yes, the bayonet lug started to be, be produced in December and January just because we're on the subject. Uh, 44, 45, and they start to show up in the South Pacific. Guam and Iwo Jima around July and June. There's some great photos of a V-29 ditching and a guy's holding a carbine with a bayonet lug looking over it. And there's one photo apparently of a guy using one Iwo Jima, but nobody can substantiate those facts. But for the Korean War, there's no such thing as a wrong carbine. Because yep, all of them exactly. were, were right. converted or modernized, quote-unquote, before this conflict. Okay. And that's they, they do the low wood stocks, um, M2 cutouts, uh, rear sight, and the bayonet lug. Okay. Yep. So also flip safety um, and... Push button, or that's right, flip safety instead of push button safety. So. And and the metal shrouds will also be correct. Of the no, no. Uh, no. Metal Which shrouds are totally those wrong. Those don't have made for commercial carbines. Yeah, that's just a stock photo. Yeah, that definitely. So as far as military configuration of an M1 carbine, yeah, like Brian, so there's really no wrong thing. That 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 heat shield thing was. Would they had? Would they would have had thirty round? Uh, yes, at that point, yeah, because those those also they came actually, out in forty four. Okay. If they actually, yeah, th- those World War II ones, they're welded differently. That's how you could tell. Yeah, the it's M2s a smooth, actually, it's a smooth, yeah, it, it, yeah. They were M2s that were combat tested in the Philippines, at Okinawa, and during the Battle of the Bulge. There were 30-round magazines that were in Europe before the end of the war. Incredibly small numbers, let me say that. Yep. There's, like, not even photos of them. But 30-round mags were used during the Second World War in carbines. And the big problem they actually found out from it, and what you have to take a look at for the safety, or for the mag catches, is that... Um, they were too heavy for the design, yes. and they would fall out of the gun. Yep. So they modified the catches, and they put a dimple on the left side of the magazine so that, to give mm-hmm. it more support when it was in the gun. So that's another little thing to, to look for. So if you see a carbine um, mag catch that says M on it with like a slash or whatever, it means modified for the 30 round. Yes, round. which mine so. is, which is fun. Yep. If you, if you don't have the M on your thing, you can't put 30 rounds in. You can, you can. It's just it, it's very, very fucking finicky. You're okay. not running through a swamp in Vietnam. Yes. Okay. You're not gonna have to worry about you your mag jumping out. You know. What also here's the thing is like um, okay. from all I've heard is like if you don't have a an M on your mag catch and it's not modified or whatever, um, sometimes when you while you're firing the the jostling of the fucking action and everything and the shot after a couple shots might make the mag fall out. That's all oh. I've heard. Okay, so that's so it's but, like, but nothing, but nothing like, yeah, okay, no, no it'll like, work, not like it'll, it'll work, fu- not like it'll fuck up your shit or anything like that. I no, 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 okay. not at all. No, it just, it just might not work great because M1 Carby mags have always been notoriously finicky. Okay, and it's just, yeah, so they dent really easily. They're not the best, but well, they were only made to be used once, and a lot of the guys would reload them constantly. 
And well, they made repack kits for them, and then it's like well, right, and it's but they were old, they were designed to only be used once, and, and or if you're a reenactor, you're going to constantly reuse them. So sure, yeah. and that, that, that's the thing that they encountered in the Second World War, Korea, Vietnam, and whoever else, whatever hundreds well, of countries have fucking used them it, since. As a whole, I'll shut the fuck up because this is a whole other tangent. You know, box magazines are incredibly hard to produce reliably, and if you yep. think about it, Russia went from the ninety-one thirty began to the SVT. And then after the war, they went to an SKS. They went from a fixed magazine to a magazine to a fixed magazine. Now, why do you think they did that? Because they had so much trouble making PBSH magazines and Tokorov mags during the war that they were like, fuck this, stripper clips are better. And they went back to fixed magazines because they work. They're great. They were not at the point where they could make reliable box magazines. This is post-World War II. Until they came out with the AK mag, which is if you... If you actually like analyze an AK mag, right? It's very robust compared to like the previous box magazines, like the BAR, the STG, the MP4, all the submachine gun mags. It's, I'd it's, argue, I'd argue the STG is a little stronger, just because it's stamped better and it's a smaller round, so it's a little more robust. But I totally agree with you though, as a whole. But you know AK, what I mean? Like it's, and they, oh yeah. they also got the curvature correct. Yep. For the for the tapering of the cartridges. They, even the M16 mags, they had so much trouble with the waffle mags in the beginning and all the well, other Well, yeah, and it's like, and yeah, they, and it was like, oh, we'll do 25 rounds. Oh, we can't do that. It's not feeding reliably, so we'll do, just do 20. And then it's like, well, yeah, so, yeah, that's that's just, it's a tangent, but it's actually relevant to the M1 carbine conversation that we're having in the film of these guys using 30 rounders because they had the same, if not more, issues with the M1, M, M1 and M2 carbine 30-round mags, and that's why you see so many variations of those because they were like, how the fuck do we get these things to work? You know, not just with the, uh, okay, so we'll modify the uh, mag release, right? But also they had a lot of problems with feeding and jamming, more so than they did with the 15-rounders, which is already a thing. And they're like, well, how the fuck do we, oh, well, they get dented very easily. Okay, well, let's reinforce them here. Okay, they do that. It didn't work. And it, Yeah, so anyway, it, but it is relevant for the film because these were shown, these magazines were, they're the later magazines, which isn't totally accurate, but like, it's yeah, the thirty rounders were definitely used a lot in the Korean War. Okay, so yeah, yeah, because uh, the first conflict they had all twenty rounders, so I was here. Hence why my Korean 15. War script has tons of M2s in it. So, yep, the M1 Garand. I didn't see one of those. No, <laughs> this is one of those M1 porn movies. They don't have M. Yeah, they right. don't have. Uh, not saying it's not correct, but they don't. I don't see very many lock bar sites on any of this. Well, lock bars even That's even right. in World War II by like forty four. You're gonna start seeing less and less of them. So you, you put five lock, years. In I be- thought lock bar was better made until like two. late forty. No, the lock bar was only there because the short pinion sights in the other part of the bar sucked dick, and the, you couldn't hold zero. Okay, so they made a bar you could actually tighten. Yeah. They made the was it the T three sight or the T three? Uh, I, I, I forgot. Five E one or whatever. There, there's five different Emma Grand sights in six years. So yeah. Like, so yeah. I think I think it was a T. Do not quote me. I know there's going to be guys that are M1 experts. They're like, no, it was this. I'm pretty sure it was like the T3. Like, so the third pattern that like they got it to be able to have enough tension within the site itself to not have need the lock bar where you could just adjust the windage and elevation without having to undo the lock bar and then redo it. And that was like in 44 ish, like early 44. And then they started experimenting with it. And then you're still going to see lock bars throughout World War II and Korea. But by late 44 and 45, you're going to see less and less of them. And there's five years in between 
the end of the Second World War and here, we would have still be giving them our surplus shit, but we would have also been retrofitting them in armories. Right. So I, well, that was that was that was that was my personal understanding. Thinking that Lockbar sites were the better alt- option. Now that I know that's not right. Th- yeah, they're actually not. Obviously, they're, they're, they're phasing very, them out. They're very much more inconvenient because you have to do an extra couple steps. No, I to agree. adjust your sites. Yeah, yeah like, no, I I agree. That was I'm the whole. Just, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was what soldiers report on in World War II. They were like, "Well, if I need to adjust this really quick, I have to undo this, and it takes extra time." Right. Versus, and, but then the but, battle, but, the but, idea but, of the but, battle triangle comes into effect, and that's a that's a whole other conversation. Well, the, right, like the yeah, whole that's exactly, troops not yeah. being trained the right the, way. The whole yeah. alternative was all the slipping zeros and the fucking you know Correct. needing a tool yep. and doing all that shit. So like, that was the nice thing about the lock bars. But from what by I 1950, they had ha- they had they had mostly um, rectified those issues. And so the that's Marines, why, yeah, the Marines got away with this with dope carts, data on previous engagements, and it started uh, in '43, and they basically were like, they wanted to any Marine to pick up any rifle and shoot it at their battle range, which let's say is 300 yards, right? And in the stock or on the side or whatever, uh, in the tr- forward trigger plate as well, they would have the dope markings, which is like elevation, this, that, whatever. So anybody could pick up a rifle and zero it and shoot it. Yep. Um, that wasn't a practice, you know, in a lot of other armies. Actually, after the war, it started with other armies and stuff, I know, in, in Europe and things. But um, that's a very interesting wartime concept, you know. It's just like, yep. have, have have something on the rifle that tells you how to zero it so that anybody can pick it up and go, oh, two clicks left, one click. Okay, you're good, to, you know, anybody yep. can be shooting. But that was the issues they did have with the lock bars. You know, it's like, do you want to hold zero or do you not? <laughs> so Right, right. But, yeah, to answer your question, Nate, um, Anything goes with the M1 rifles as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, I figured. And then you have uh, M1 blank adapters, aka shitty fucking That's wooden a, props with really yep. close angles that yeah. definitely showed. I, really bad sights. I'm those, pretty sure we talked about this when we did the first. Those, yeah. Look at yes. the look at those tack welds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You can see that. Well, the the, 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 the those si- are plastic welds. The sights those aren't even like fucking. The sights no. themselves look like they're made of like aluminum and they got like hammered down or something. Like yeah. It's, well, the wood. I mean, even the wood doesn't look aligned. There's a knurled bit on the end of the op rod and. I think that's a real opera that they just like well. I something. think those because you are see it's got it looks like parts. the yeah. I think those are like ends of real parts, but the wood rifle itself yeah. is really yeah. shitty. It's like someone yeah. said, "Hey, I want you to I want you to make M1 Nathan, that look good in the back." I want you to email the prop master for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not completely straight. Out. You can definitely look, see it's not look, straight. motherfucker. I only pull that out from when I got to prove you wrong. I'm not gonna do it. When, oh, I'm know. sorry. Oh, so I, wait. So update. Am I wrong? Did I don't. Ha- I know. I don't have an update yet. You'll know oh, when I. You'll, no. Oh, you'll know what I know. Maybe you want to have a follow up to me. Hi, us. You'll know when Australian I know. gun okay. guy. Trust am me. I right, Brian? Even if you got an update, you're not going to know about it. And neither am I. So trust me. Mm-hmm. When I get an update, you'll know. Because I'll be right. No. And then I'll I, fucking I, scream it to the heavens. You'll like you'll I, you'll I, get I, an update if the guy right. agrees with Nate. So exactly, Nate. But at the end of the day, no, 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 no. I'll I'll own up. No, I'll, I don't come old bay, so it's fine. You'll be fair. One, ew. <laughs> Two, uh, that would burn. Three, um, you know, I will fish be, have glands. I don't know. I, I would be, <laughs> I would Oof. be fair. Mm-hmm. I would be fair, and I would own up if I was wrong. I'm not wrong, <laughs> so I won't have to own up to anything. If so in fine. the event I was wrong, I would state I was wrong. Yeah, but I'm but not. In the event I was yeah, right. Yeah, but I'm I fucking would... not. So end point is moot. Jesus. The Moisen the Gant 38 carbine. The Moisen. Yes. Okay, hey, 
Really quick, Brian. Brian. So where is that first eye? I'm not going to talk about this. The Moisen Negant. It's Moisen. So Moisen. That's great. Moisen. Mo. Mo. I've heard worse in, pronunciation in, of it. As in fucking like Moisen. Yeah, Moist Nugget. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. I was on the yeah. military channel one time. I heard, yeah, just retarded. Okay. So the M38, yeah, pretty the common. 44s too. Yep. Yep, 44s. Yeah, definitely. God damn, we're not even halfway through. Okay, we got to speed it up. Okay. We'll, we'll be all right. Yes. We'll be all right. Uh, the, we, we the, got, hey, we got, we got plenty of time to fill. <laughs> get me out of here, Nate. We, we just yeah, but I, yeah, but I got to get Brian out before he hits his wall, and we're getting near it. Yeah, too so. late. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's at his wall. All right, so you got the M44, the... the Moist Nugget M44 oh, There's the carbine. flag brigade. Yeah. I did like that, though. That was really cool to see. Even Dude, CG. I have, a, like, I have a Vietnamese banner on my wall. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> the, no, so these are the... <laughs> these, are, these, are the these are the Chinese soldiers uh, in October that are, yes. like, fucking... Yeah, they're, they're going to have a shit the vol- of Soviet The volunteer army. army. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, that that's a very accurate. M44s, M38s. By the time that piece of shit MacArthur fucked up and pushed Mao to the limit and made him go over the border. Yeah, right. That's not an M44. That's a fucking 9130. What the fuck? That's not an M40. Oh, my no, God. No, that's a 30. No, it's a 9130. No, that is a 91 fucking 30 with a fucking socket. No, that's on too it. short. No, no it's, not. it's not. It's the angle. Trust that's the me. angle. That's a fucking 9130. You're wrong again. Mike, I'm going to need you to email the prop department and I'm going to need you to. No, fuck that. Fuck that clown! Like I, I know. Yeah. Okay. I, it's, I, right. You're you're probably well, right. We got ninety one thirty coming right here. So there. Yeah. You yeah. Can easily so move it's just that. Funny that they oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. No, you're right. I retract it. I retract. Yeah. Because okay, really quick. Nate, First I'm just to you. Really quick. Go up. It'll, it'll take five seconds. Just go up that picture. It's where it's where the so the socket the socket is around the end of the muzzle. It's not on the or it's around the behind the sight base. Instead yeah. of in front of the muzzle. Yeah, so, yeah. No, there yeah, we go. No. Yeah, that's good. Yep. All right. Uh, 9130, uh, 03A4, Springfield. Right there. right there, I guess. Where the fuck is the optic? Well, and that's just their, that's just their fucking reference picture, but yeah. Yeah, so like, no, but like, where is the fucking, the, the, the thing's useless without an optic. It's in his bag next to his other two optics, okay. so I can say Brevin Rice. You, you just, you point, you hope for the best. 1918A2. It's got one of the early red dots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, 1918A2, yeah. It's, pop, pop, pop. It is what it is. Uh, semi, sir, that's definitely a semi-BAR. So there you go. Horror prop. Hold drilled. Yeah. Uh, oh, the A6, yeah. Israeli. What a piece of shit that thing was. A6. Yeah, God damn. Yeah. I, I fired a semi-version of one of those, and I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking? It's cool they have the. They uh, look cool as fuck. It's though. cool they have the the right one in here. Well, I mean, I say correct, but that's the wrong one. Well, I, the, I, I say cor- I I got it kind of mixed up because like you always see the post war ones used in World War Two movies. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen this, well, this version is, of it used in a. This is the Israeli version that came out in the sixties. So this is wrong yep. as well. The, yeah. the World War Two's got like a flash hider and like all. I that. thought it didn't have. A Israeli, I thought it didn't have a flash hider. No, yeah, the, no, the, the original Israeli, A6 had a flash hider, yeah. The Israeli ones were made to convert any 1919 into a shoulder-fired piece of shit. Yeah. The A6s were specially designed to be light machine gun-esque. And a way, if you look at the barrels, they're incredibly tapered. They're insane. They're very thin. Um, they did have a, a socket device for a flash hider, 
um, that you don't really see a lot during the war. They did have them. They did use them. Uh, and then the stock, of course, and everything else. They also would mark the receivers. They, they X'd out the A4 and they put A6 in them. You see a lot of A6s in Europe, and they're mostly used on vehicles or tripod mounts or things. They never got used yep. really in the sense that they were supposed to. But long story short, this is they the wrong suck. one, and the right one would have been the A6 version. Yeah. So, again, they look cool as fuck, but, yeah, they're really bad machines. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. Yep. 1917, yes. This is also very accurate because these things were used actually through Vietnam. Yep. And my last – sorry, I don't want to go off a tangent. No, no, but no, no, do you go. When do you guys uh, think – the A6 was used in combat for the first time in World War II. Uh, Normandy? Uh, no, I'd say it's a little bit before that. I would say... North Africa. No, I would say... Um, <laughs> I know that's Sic wrong, but I'm going to I would say saying. Sicily or Italy. Like, probably um, Salerno, not Anzio. Like, I would say... Avalanche, maybe? Good guesses all around, a lot earlier than I would have thought. But no, the first A6s were used in combat in uh, August of 44 from American units that were rushed to France from the States I figured, yeah. to okay. fight the war. And it was the units in England had the older shit. And then when the units started showing up from America, they had like Civil Bell helmets, A6 machine guns, 45, or 44 pattern gear, a lot of For, the brand new they stuff that was 43s? being made. Some of them were wearing 43s, yes. Yeah. Some of those units. Like, so it would have been that just transitional period of gear. Yeah, but there's stuff, a great yeah. photo of an A6 sticking out of a wall in Germany in September of 44, and the guy's sticking like, out the hole like that. On it. I've seen that photo where yeah. the hole's like that big. Yep. And, yeah. that, yep, and that's from September of 44. And most people are like, oh, well, Band of Brothers had them in the bulge. And it's like, yes, but they were used by infantry troops well, in Normandy first. You also, see, uh, so you also see Michael Fassbender carrying one in basic training, which is supposed to be 1943. In that mo in, in episode one. Oh, oh yeah, you're Hexa? right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't know right. that. Oh, yeah. yeah, so they fucked that up. Yeah. Well, they fucking gave it to him because it was easier than that fucking than a real the fucking real 1919, which is just brutal. The A2. <laughs> I have. Well, it's uh, easier to carry than any of the others, but still, yeah. I have uh, seen one real A6 in my life, and it was really cool. I've never seen a real A6 depicted in a film or movie before, like the correct. Hundred percent, because the sh the the barrel shroud's even shorter too by like three inches. Yeah, like they're you know it, it's, they're very interesting guns. They're not good guns, but they're it's very interesting. Well, they, they, did so. did they not try to like get that to replace the BAR? They were trying to mod. Yeah. They were trying to make a light. They were trying to make the nineteen nineteen lighter. They were trying to make it, the nineteen. It's very much by, akin. Like, three guys instead they, of six. It's they, the exact. Were, go ahead. It's the exact same concept. Of the MG08-15. Right. So instead, to the instead of having eight guys, you have how, four. Yeah. How yeah. do we keep on making this receiver, but we make the rest of it right. more ergonomic? To me, just, yeah. to me now, it was almost like... Not in five years. Yep. To, yep. to, to me, it was almost like a, uh, a way to try to copy the, um, the MG34's ability. In, 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 well, yeah. But just like, again, because the... Because the the nineteen nineteen was worked as mainly as a um, as a light machine gun in quotation marks, but kind of was doctrined to be like more of a heavy. But they well, wanted it was to it was a medium. It, yeah, yeah, that's that's why I'm using quotations. Well, yeah, it's a medium it's, machine yeah. because it takes a crew of like I don't know what the exact crew was. Was it six or eight guys? For what? For an for an A two crew. Yeah, you, you have the tripod. You have your you have your gunner, your was, assistant gunner, your fucking it ammo was, bearer. I mean, A four crew, A or A four rather. I'm sorry, A four yeah, would have been 
four or five okay. max. Um, MG34 is four or five max, I think. Mm-hmm. Probably think six. But that, a lot of them were ammo because of how much the 34s went well, to Yeah, I know. Yeah. 42s. So I think it was like five to six. It, it's the same like today that. with a medium machine gun. Yeah. You, you anyway, anyway, anyway. Guns, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a tangent. I could go into an hour for it. No, um, but like it. The, but, yeah. But, so but, the whole, but the whole yeah. concept of, a, of an A6 was to replace the BAR, but also allow it to be able to have the ability to do what it already was doing. To my knowledge. Yeah, and make it more mobile. Yeah. 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 They were so, just about 20 years. I can see Brian waning, so let's keep going. <laughs> the 17s are really cool and the the Korean War is kind of the last time that they really had their hurrah. Not many made it into the Vietnam War. Well, right, and um, it was very early in Vietnam and then they were just like Oh yeah, if anything. I mean, like but there were some By 65 they were all but gone. You know. There Oh yeah, there's some incredible stories of water colds throughout history. Obviously Guadalcanal, mm-hmm. John Bassalone, um Johnny Rivers, you know, uh Hamlin Page. They all, all those guys got Medal of Honors for using the 1917. Mm. Um, that gun is an you know, an iconic image. I mean, you see it like in Norman Rockwell paintings oh yeah. from the war. You know, and, and you see it you see it in a lot of Korean memoirs and depictions and stuff. Because as, uh, what was the other film we did that had that they used the water cool the most? Um, uh, fixed bayonets. Fixed bayonets because of the snow fighting. They talk about that in Last Stand of Fox Company too. When the guns freeze up, they have like six guys pissing on them to get them to work again and everything. Like you know, those guns were the lifeblood of units. Um, you know, and like fucking even in, I keep bringing it up, but you guys should really check it out. The Last Stand of Fox Company. There's one point where they literally have to remove Chinese bodies because they have they're stacked up too high in front of the, the Brownings. Right. And like you know, it's it's all that happened. And what and this fucking happened with this gun on a hillside in Korea? Like you know, it. The 1917s are just incredible. And even in the First World War, they, they were used at the really tail end of 1918. Yep. Um, but they got a very good reputation for the Brian, few times they were. Brian, do you yep. own one yet? Not yet, no. Nate? 17 is something that's eluded me. Nate, do you own one yet? They're, they're hard to get. Yeah, I'm they're sure. really hard to no, get. I've had, no, I've had a few leads on them, but 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 I, I, I've been focusing on other things. I, I, have a, I have a guy who could probably really help me with that, but i got to finish some other things. I, Almost got one ten years ago, and the parts kit was ten k. Damn, and then yeah, everything else. Their parts are very rare, and there's a lot of idiosyncrasies because they made them for so long. So, like, if you want to get a correct one, it's hard. The one cool thing though about 17s that I love, and if I ever got one, I'm doing it in two and a half seconds, is they had these really cool flash hiders. They look like beer cans with a yeah. I've seen photos of those. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's just fucking like dope. Big ass thing. On the here, front. here I am in the Hurkin Forest, and I'm gonna kill some Germans. Yeah. You know, like it's there's just, a great photo really, from the really Col- cool. uh, from a, a Colmar pocket where you see or you see those mm-hmm. things. They're so cool. Mm-hmm. Yep, and a lot of people don't know about them. They're like, what's that? And there are a few variations. There are longer and shorter cans, but I'd love to get a 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Bassalone, just while we're here, he used a 17 on a 1919 tripod on his positions. That's how he was able to get so many kills and, and stay alive so long because he had such a low profile. Yeah. Yep. A lot of the other gunners in his unit, they used the traditional 17 tripod and it was so Very high. high profile, yeah. Yep. So, and that, the, the, the 1919 on a, and the 17 on a 1919 tripod isn't so taboo. You see it a lot during the war because, again, guys learned that the low profile saves your life. Yep. So, unlike, unlike the fucking, like, well, like you said, in the 17s, but like the other thing to compare it to would be like the ma- Maxim, which I know will be on this list. Like, mm-hmm. it, just feeling, I feel so out of, I feel like I'm I'm just a big ass target on that fucking Maxim yep. uh, wagon. 
Especially if I was See, if I was dug in, I think I'd be I'd feel more confident. But I've never had a dug in before. I've always just been like behind it on level ground, and I feel like a toddler playing with like a fucking little trike wheel. <laughs> and it's just like I feel like I'm gonna be domed in the head like any second. Like, well, there's a lot of photos of the war of rounds that went through through the shields. You know, even I have memoirs where they talk about how the shields really weren't that good. But honestly, my own opinion of it is. I feel safest behind a Maxim than any other machine gun because I know it's the most reliable and I know that I have something at least between me and whatever. I mean, you don't have that with anything else. A false sense of security. Uh, <laughs> yes and no. I mean, again, there's there's no other machine gun of the time where you have a quarter-inch plate between you and whatever. No, and it's mild it, steel, it's, though. Yeah, but it stops shrapnel. Some shrapnel. You know, like, it, it does do... It, it's, it's the only protection you're really given during the war that might work. You know, everything else is like. Ah, I mean, I mean, by his rationality, no, no protection is worse than that. So I do agree with that. I don't know if I feel the safest though, because I've also seen how limited that sight profile is within the, within the shroud. Like you can't. I, I'm not saying you know it's it's the Taj Mahal machine guns, <laughs> but I'm I just being like you know it's it gives a little. It gives a little extra to the operator, and that's because it all comes out it, of it, the it's 1900s. really peace of mind. It really well, is the Taj it's Mahal like, of machine guns. Here we have the Browning M2. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that fucking well, thing. It, like, Good segue. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Brian doesn't want to let it go. Brian's like, no. Well, I'm trying to think of another. No, I like this. I like the segment change, but let's use another national monument. So, like, if a Maxim is the Taj Mahal, the 50 cal is like the Great Wall of China. You know, of, of machine guns. And thing is, it's been used stop everywhere. Shit, really big, looks scary. Doesn't stop the Mongolians either. So. It's, it's yeah. the. It's the. <laughs> it's, it's the yeah. Statue of Unity. <laughs> It's the, sta statue the statue of unity. of unity. You know the largest statue. <laughs> no, we 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 we've actually we've on the fucking Browning M2. Look up the so Statue much. of Unity. So M2 on a Sherman. I'll take a look. M2 coming out of the ground. No, the A and M2. Yeah, and, the A and, and M2. And yeah. Yes, and and an M2 that was the Dishka as well. Let's be honest. Yes. So we'll, we'll get probably to that. get to that. Pew pew yeah. pew 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 pew. So I was right. Well, no, that's the stock photo. Let's go down. There's Analyze. no pistol grip. If it has no pistol grip, it's not yep. a, a DPM. DPM is a, is a pistol springs. grip. And, and there's no exposed lug back spring thing on the back, so that's a right. DP-28. All right. Suck my nut. <laughs> Suck my Soviet nut. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a hill that I need to die on, so fuck it. You do you. When I'm right, you're going to know I'm right. <laughs> I don't need to ask a prop director if I'm Nathan, right. Nathan, Nathan, where's your address? Where do you live? <laughs> I know you know where you live. Suck my nut, Baltimore, Maryland. There you go. Oh, There's a weird KPV, thing. yeah. Dude, what the fuck? Yep. That's eh. a, just a Browning M2. Uh, yeah, yeah definitely. You can see yeah. the receiver. Yep. Well, yeah. Yep. But the well, KPs, they were 15s. Yeah, they were... wait. It is. Yeah, yeah, because there's the barrel. Where Look at the charging has, handle. Which this, this has a shroud. No, yeah, too. it's completely a 50 cal. Yeah. Look at the right go, side go of the Go to the other yeah. photos you see of the, it. You can see the riveted on plate. That's the... Oh, like, yeah, you can see yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, at the, yeah. look yeah. at the third photo. The charging handle. Like, go down. Yeah. Right? Go down. Look at the third That's photo. the Vietnam War flash hider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah. They didn't do... Nothing else looks like the right side of the They didn't do much to dress that up. No. We could have a whole episode of just how the fifty cal has been dressed up for. We films. could, we could do. They do mainly, that with a bunch of mainly guns. Soviet, mainly Soviet heavy guns. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. you want a heavy tank on a gun, then you're gonna put a fifty cal that looks fucked up. Even in uh, Starship Troopers, they have fifty cal's that are all modified to look like 
like anti-alien whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like the most modified the gun. The Maxim 1030. Yep. That's the cool one with the gun sight on the side too. The indirect fire sight. Yeah. Wait. The fuck you talking about? It's got about? the it's the left side of the shield. It's got the hole in it. There was a scope early there was early part of the war some of the Maxims had an indirect fire sight that was mounted on the left side of them. Yeah, but, the, the, yeah, but that's the right side the of the fucking gun. What are you talking about? Look at the shield, motherfucker. See the left cut out on the side? Oh, 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 oh. oh. That pivots oh, as okay, a door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, have no, two no, doors right. on no, the early right. ones. Yep. He's right. Yeah. And they used to use the shields until the end of the war, but very early on, you, you saw the actual indirect fire ones. And there's this crazy mount that's like, it's all on the tripod. It's all on the, the card itself. It's very interesting. That's a finish hose. <laughs> Yeah, you can see from the uh, from the brass scutcheon. The Russians really never used hoses with their Maxim. It's very interesting. They had all the equipment, but there really just wasn't a culture. Oh, I think it's an MG8 can. That's Every time I see these in movies, like you know, sitting on the edge of a trench, I just think it's gonna roll away. Like, uh, well, <laughs> the back of the legs um, pivot down and lock into the. I'm side sure of the there's a failsafe too, yeah. you know, but I would just the look of it. It looks mm-hmm. just like a garden, like like it would fall back and crush your Most, sternum. Right? Yeah. yeah. It just yeah. looks yeah. Most just of like the it's time during the war. Just fall. Yeah. Well, in like, the, in the movie, do you remember that's this? I think it's this guy right he here. His like, ha- his he, arm he gets off. his, his yeah, whole arm just like cuts off in half with his hands still on the fucking. Yeah. Which they also <laughs> did. Which they also did in the Pacific. Oh really? Oh yeah. When they're on, the, they're landing on Peleliu. Yeah. Uh, Chinese Type sixty sevens and MK two hand grenades. Oh, oh no! Just doing the teeth thing. That. Yeah. Oh, they did the teeth. Yep. Yeah, if you want your mortars to fucking exit your fucking skull very quickly. <laughs> You can do that. You know, I've and then it, also the, the pin won't be pulled, but like, hey, impacted molar. I've pulled yeah. the pin on a dummy grenade before. Um, I don't know if the, how what the difference is in terms of that being able to do that. You know, with a live one and a fake one, but it took some fucking force. <laughs> I would especially never do it, that. Especially it if takes a lot of force. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's yeah. factory set and not reenactor set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it's now. A I would never fucking do that Nate. with a grenade. Nate brings up an interesting point. You know, some guys did modify the pins in the field. Very rarely. Are they Woody? I'm not are they justifying Woody? anything. Are they Woody Harrelson? We're doing the Woody Harrelson. They're going to blow up yeah. their ass. Oh, the wire. Yeah. yeah. They, but never to the point where, like, you know, this shit would happen. You read some memoirs and guys, like, you know, they they thought they heard something in the middle of the night and they pulled the pin of their grenade and nothing happens and they drop the pin and they're like, oh, fuck. You know, like, so soldiers are soldiers. But yeah, you'd rip your teeth out. John Bastalone did it in Sans Evo Jr. <laughs> Was was John Bastalone depicted in Sands of Iwo Jima? Oh, sorry. I mean John Wayne. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I know John Bastalone died on Iwo Jima. I didn't realize yep. uh, that they depicted him in the. I was, movie. Gonna, I was thinking. I was when you said that. I was racking my brain. I'm like, I don't remember the Pacific being that egregious. <laughs> well, they did show him dying though. They well, they do, but I thought we were talking about the John Wayne movie, yeah. which is about yeah. Iwo Jima. Well, I was like, did yeah. they have yeah. him in that movie? Like, like someone playing him in that movie? Like, there's some great back and forth between the gargant the, the three guys that lived um about talking about the film set and how horrible it was and how hokey They're, it is and sh- stupid it was and they were telling all their friends not to see the movie the the part where they have ira i remember the part where they have uh, ira hayes in the movie and he's like the real ira mm-hmm. hayes and he's sitting there like 
And he just like, looks like he wants to fucking kill himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. None of those guys wanted to be yeah. there. You know, they just did it because they got paid and very long story. But uh, Super Bazooka. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's so funny. That's how I shoot my super. That's how I shoot my load. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, the M20. Yeah. Well, the only the only other movie we've seen M20 as I can remember was The Beast when Sean was like, "It's a recoilless yeah. rifle." No, it doesn't they also recoil. have one. They also have one in um, fixed bayonets. No, yep. I believe the one in The Beast though. Didn't that thing like no, jump? True. Didn't that jump yeah. or something when it shot? Yeah, yeah well, that, that's yeah. that's what Sean was. He's like, "It's a recoilless fucking rifle." <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that was a uh, funny movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one on one. Yeah. Tank boy. <laughs> I can't believe so many people love that. <laughs> that one. Well, it's it's the first and for a lot of people the only Soviet Afghan war film. So yeah. wait till we do Ninth Company. Oh, I'm gonna go cry and I feel the poppy. Fucking hate that movie. I know. Ugh. So does everybody. Oh, we're getting down and, uh, to the to the. Yeah. So wait till we get to the Russian Ukrainian war propaganda movies. How bad they'll be. And, uh, the and the Nazis were killing the Russians in Mariupol, and then we arrived. People think American <laughs> war movies are stupid. Stalingrad right. 2013 supports that claim. So yeah, yeah, it's not good. Don't know the pain. Nope. <laughs> this is the artillery again. M1 is it the same one. shot, just replicate replicated? Because yeah. Yeah. Um. Yep, that's the same same crews. If you look, same color uniforms. Yeah, but they're probably like it's, a, it's probably like two or three clips of them doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. look, see, it's the same. Probably and probably mm-hmm. like um, limited. Yeah, you know, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Those boxes look CGI. I wanted to say stagnated, but that's not a word. Um, <laughs> well, the staggered. first cannon on the fucking right looks CGI as fuck. So, well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just fucking shit. Whip that up in After Effects. It looks like polished p- pixels. That's because yeah. it is. That not, M2. That, yeah. uh, that M2. That doesn't look yeah. right. <laughs> no. No, this top. Well, that's the problem. The tops of that don't look. No, right well, yet. no, but like the, oh, yeah, the, whole the fucking right. torch itself is all weird. Oh yeah, no, the nozzle's not right for an M2. Yeah. So all. the original ones had six. Like it was a cylindrical blank firing device where like you click, 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 and need to reload a cylinder. Mm-hmm. And they're very unreliable, and you can't get the it's, ammunition it's like anymore. A, so most of the flame... It's like a pyrotechnic cartridge, right? Yeah, something like, yeah, and they're like a little revolving cylinder. Mm-hmm. But you can't, like, get those. And the easiest way for these guys to do it these days is I see flamethrower demonstrations. You literally take a propane yeah, bottle and, and you stick it in green, and you strap it to the yeah, front. I've seen that. It's just the quickest way to do it. So, by the way, in the States, there's no rules on flamethrowers. Anybody could buy them. Yep. So... Good if you have, like, 60K, you can go buy one if, if you can find one. Good luck getting them but. charged correctly and, you know... Hydro, uh, hydro tested and fucking made sick. That's a, yeah. There was the one big collector yeah. who has them for everything. It used to go around. Charlie um, Hobson. And I went to. Yes, yep. And I saw two of his. I saw two of his displays. One with a wartime M2, and one with a wartime Japanese flamethrower. Yeah, he has one of those. That. Those were fucking insane. Mm-hmm. I was a good, 150 feet away, and I was in a furnace. Like it was. It was very, very eye opening. Very interesting. Um, but the Japanese one was really cool. I think it was actually in the Pacific, if I remember correctly, because mm. um, it was right around. This was like 2012, so right after the production, but very crazy. I, so. I don't know if it was Charlie Hobson, but uh, there was a guy who he always wore green HPTs. He's got glasses with like a fatigue cap. That's him. No. It was like one flamethrower guy. Well, maybe I don't know. This this would have been 2007, so this would have been two years before I started, and I had heard this story 
and I seen I saw video proof of it is that uh, there was a guy who had brought a flamethrower, and I guess he let either he let someone use it with him right next to him, or he was That's the one he doing does. it. Yeah, and the guy was trying to click it was trying to make it go and it wouldn't do it and the guy went it's not working and as he said that oh, he turned God. around and swept the oh. muzzle in front of about 40 50 spectators with it still <laughs> going it's not going and he's going like this oh just could have killed and all everyone. my God, and he, he the guy who had the flamethrower like pushed him so he wouldn't like yeah. point it at it and they like ripped it off of him just like no 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 no, no, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like, what? Click, click, whoosh! Yeah, I just kill like, everyone. Just yeah. Tragedy at the Reading Air Show this weekend. Yeah, it was, 45 it, people it was, were emolliated to death. It, by it, it was it was called the Solomon's Island or not Solomon's Island? Um, it's called the Solomon's event. It was in Solomon's, Maryland. So it was it was just like crazy. But you lost your flamethrower privileges. Like the real Solomon's. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I, never, I never went to that event, but I heard that horror story, and that's repeated constantly when anyone sees a live flamethrower. They're just like, yeah, watch out. I mean, it's, those guys. it's like, just treat it like a gun, man. Like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Treat it like a bomb and treat it like a gun, yeah. like, and then you'll be safe. Yeah, It's a fucking exactly. thing that'll kill someone, you know? Yeah. Just, uh, ugh. that's funny. I'm glad no one died. So, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, BA64. BA64. Those are cute. Looks like it's the a Model T drivetrain with armor around it. I've actually been in a few of them. Hmm. Actually, our museum had one that was captured during the Korean War. Hmm. See, look, they remind me of the German... Uh, uh, what do you call them? A lot of... Re- oh, the, the, well, the fucking German the armor cars. Yeah, thank you. The I couldn't remember the model. Thank you. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're not though. <laughs> Planes. Two two, the, the two two ones and two two twos are actually smaller to the ground. Yeah. Oh, I was right. The M eight. Yeah, that's cool to see. The uh, F four U. Corsair. GMCs. M thirty eights. Jeeps. M three. I don't see any M thirty eights. What is that then? Uh, that's an MB Jeep. Okay. Release. Well, they say M thirty. Above it in the in the top screen, there's oh well, they're wrong. <laughs> that's a, that's a flat fender um release. They, they did have M38s a little later in the war, but they're different. They have different grills. That's a World War II Jeep, though. That's a nine slot. There is a jumbo tank. Yep. It has an interesting turret on it. Yeah, it's like a big tuna can, kind of like the, the, the yeah, tiger. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary. It's supposed to be a walker, but I don't think it's... I think it's a fake turret. Because if you look at the... Yeah, yeah that's a fake that's turret. Because if you look at the, um, the shell... Uh, I forget what term it is, but the shell dispenser or on the left side of the turret, um, it looks like it's cast mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. We'll, we'll have one more. Yeah. Oh yeah. That looks like it's, it's cast. It's not real. Not an actual hatch. Yep. You fucked up, movie. <laughs> yeah. Fucked up, you tank. Uh, Love the Walker though. It's the coolest looking Sherman. Trivia. What? Oh, dummy stunt rifles. Yeah, we spotted a lot of them. We spotted yeah. them ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, see? Chocolate bar. It's like you can see the back of it. Go down. Yeah, see? You can see the nutrition <laughs> oh, facts. <yeah. laughs> just got that from the what, local say, grocery Big store. <laughs> Wait, go. what's it say? Uh, uh, basically what I said. King size version that Hershey introduced in 1980, nearly 30 years after the Korean War. <laughs> yeah, this uh, thing would probably funny. be wrapped in paper or something. It wouldn't even... Right, yeah. 
It yeah, is, yeah a straight up paper wrapper. They, and you know, like yeah. those almond bars, they, like the, the the small thick ones, not like the the round ones. That's how they were during the yeah. war. Like small and thick, and the, they had like the big white lettering with with stuff, and it was paper. Y- you can find the traditional. Uh, I remember that when we went. When I was used to, when I started my first couple of years of reenacting, they said like, "All right, if you get a Hershey bar, get like this specific wrapped one. At least you can hide the nutrition things on the bottom of it when you're fucking around." So, D rations too you can make. They sell the molds for them, and if it tastes like horrible, like no, no. If it tastes like it. If it tastes really bad and hard to chew into, and very sweet but also milky and tarty, then you has the right taste. Yeah, if it's bar. if it tastes They're like very if it tastes like, like if it tastes like chalk. Like the texture, that's, con- yeah, that's a the, really good the way. The consistency to put it. Yeah. of chalk, then you've you've gotten a vintage one that's made correctly, oh, and or if you get the the K rats that, uh, the the tuna that tastes like chicken or the chicken that tastes like tuna or looks like tuna, I don't know which one it is, but it's just like, ugh, it's uh, I don't know how they do it every time, but just well, they that's why guys get K ration sickness, you know. Not necessarily during the Korean War, but that was a big thing towards the end of the Second World War. Where you're, you ate K rations and rations for so long of processed food that your body just got used to it and you couldn't have whole food. Yeah, um, there's that one. with MREs, it's not good. There's the one good memoir, uh, If You Survive. He's a replacement officer in the 4th Infantry Division in Normandy, and that happens to him. He's in the hospital for like six to eight months after VE Day, like trying to eat solid food. Because he just ate K-rations for so long and the Hurricane Forest. So, so think about that and then think about things. the American diet post-World War II. Now how processed and horrible it was. It, it, well, no, and like, it's still the same today. It's like people mm-hmm. are, they have all these fucking illnesses and whatever that most other countries don't have. It's like, well, why is that? Well, the idea of the canned and, you know, preserved food came with, with the nuclear war threat post-World War II, and it's like, well, we have all this technology. Hey, shelf-stable food. Let's get them on that. And then when you eat real food, you get sick. <laughs> it's like, that's how it still is today. Like, people that are on fast food, just canned shit, processed shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where it came from. Like, really, in World War II, that's where the idea came from, and then it was just exported to our civilian population after that war. There's so many crazy things that you can draw a straight line back to 1939 and say, here's where it, where the change began, you know? Yeah. Like, we really do live in this post-Second World War world, and we're still dealing with ramifications. Oh, yeah. So. Yep. But, but anyway, yeah. Spicy chicken sandwich is awesome, though. I'll still eat that no matter how much covered in old Covered old in old bacon. bacon. Uh, um, yeah. so. Old bacon. <laughs> old bacon comes from World War II. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Do you need to really make Old Bay comes saltier? From res- comes from one <laughs> certain region. <laughs> Do we really have to go that Old route? Bay liquid. <laughs> yeah. uh, it looks like horseradish salt. It's a but, slush, um, yeah. was, Old <laughs> Bay, was Old Bay made after World War II? Old Bay was invented in 1940. It's a byproduct hey, of World War II. I was there right. <laughs> Things that are banned from the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> you can't afford Old so, Bay. I'm going to find a vintage. I'm going to find a vintage can somewhere. I'm going to try it. If anybody still... I picked up a vintage Marvel's Mystery Royal can the other day for my time. I'm going to look and see if I can find one Um, right now. Probably it's going to cost me a gazillion fucking dollars. Four hundred dollars. Yeah, you're fighting with old bay funds. Yeah. But, so for the people that still, have, for the people that have made They're it, old the bay funds. You the, I, that? They will hundred percent exist. They will hundred percent exist. Yeah. Old bay funds. I just typed in old bay funds. <laughs> just hit enter. I want to see what comes up. Oh. Uh, share your screen. 
Oh, hold on. Old bay funds. And then we'll end this. Yeah, Jesus it just, Christ. Not nothing crazy. It just did FUD Ruckers. <laughs> oh. uh, Elmer Fudd and... <laughs> You've seen... And a, and a post from Gunbroker just says, the hands down, the greatest FUD posting. <laughs> oh. Fucking... There's nothing, um, nothing worthy. Have you seen share. Idiocracy? With butt fuckers, yeah. Yes, I love <laughs> so oh, yeah. great. I love that. Yeah, we saw the film and because there's not a lot up here, we found a, a fud rucker. We found a butt fucker who's not too far away from us. Like we did, we like literally drove there. Me, Sean, and a few guys. Pretty funny. <laughs> Just to like literally quote the movie: "You're a bad mother, <laughs> go right to jail." <laughs> but um, for those of you still listening, if there's any of you, if you fucking we have now made it, made it to our we, we've final been crawling thoughts. through this fucking thing, so this yeah. has been the American Civil War, uh, you know, World War II Sherman, uh, you know, everything under the sun podcast. So to bring it back, this is Teguk GI, and we're rating it. So uh, I pass the talking pillow to you, Mister Nathan. What do you think? Um, yeah, no. Uh, uh, Again, this film I I think does a really good job. Oh, sorry, I gotta sneeze. Hold on. Oh God. Don't sneeze. Don't sneeze. Oh, for fuck's sake, Nate! Don't sneeze. Don't do it. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> now I'm caught in the midway, in the mid phase. Oh, I love doing that to people. Uh, don't tell me you have to sneeze. Just fucking do it. Because I will do this to you. Look up. Look up. I will do this to you. I will. I, uh, look up at the sun. You got the power, yeah. Nathan. Uh, sneeze. And it makes it worse. Uh, so just. Hey, Nate, in the future, if you if you have to sneeze, just fucking go and then Dude, sneeze. Dude, there's a it's lot, like there's that a scene lot from, of power in this fucking schnoz I have. It's okay? like there's like, a... Yeah, I know. Hold locked on, and loaded. I've got the schnoz going on here, oh. and it's oh. going to have to come out eventually. I just don't know how it's going to... You just fucking blue-nosed him. You know oh. <laughs> you, again, don't ever tell me you have to sneeze because that's what I do. Dude, you just blew no. Countered it and then it hurt. I got like I a know. blue ball feeling. It's so just fucking sneeze. But in my nose. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not gonna get better either. Alright, let's see if I can make through with it until, until I catch it again. Tell I was looking at old bass seasoning, that's why. Let's think about sniffing it. Um Jesus okay. fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, blue nose means something else. So, so oh, what, does, what does it mean? What does it mean? So a person who always has to announce the uh, amount of people that your friend has who are cops. What oh, that's 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 actually a real thing. I've met people like that. Gassy Taylor. Hey, Pete, haven't seen you down at the VFW lately. Did you get that boat of yours out in the water yet? Uh, yeah, I did three months ago in December with all my cop buddies. You know, my cop friends downtown. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I heard Captain Jones, you know. Hey, uh, Brian, really quick while Nate's recovering from his condition I'm, here. I'm ready i'm um, waiting for we'll okay just, go just for look it. up holster yeah, yeah, yeah. look up holster sniffer that's a fun one. <laughs> oh god nathan talks we can end this yeah i'm done too like yeah so Blue dictionary <laughs> so this <laughs> this movie um is is very interesting because i think it it comes down to like a couple things that may kind of pull it down for me um, a lot of it has to do with, the, I think, the time that it was filmed, you know, early aughts foreign film. But I think that also elevates it in some aspects. I think, you know, it was the first Korean film, at least in my mind, uh, of being on the war on in the war front in terms of cinema. And it, it was definitely an eye opener of going, hey, like foreign films at Korea, they're doing a really good job. 
there's just a few things that just I just personally don't like out of it. Um, but it, at the time, it was such it was a very kind of brutal shock. Like there wasn't a lot in terms of that that I had seen before, and so I think going back and watching this again, um, I am reminded of how brutal they depict stuff. But then as I've been doing this for you know. 15 more years and of all the movies we've been done doing recently doing this whole podcast for almost a year i'm realizing a lot of it's over the top-esque but not over the top in the point where i start laughing it's just kind of like what mike a said in the beginning like every molecule explodes every mud is in every orifice every punch is thrown and repeated and thrown again there's um you know fist fighting when there should just be blatant just object kills but they do hone in on making it really really dramatic really really uh cinematic but i think that's where it starts to suffer um in terms of the story arcing plot i mean it's interesting um but again like you could cut half these scenes in half and still get the same this all this poignant scenes in the movie you can cut it in half and i think it would or cut it at least a quarter off of each scene, and you would still have a predominant movie that would be the same, and I think a little bit more tailored up. Um, cinematically, the shots were interesting. Uh, for early 2000s, it is what it is, but I think it also stands out, again, it being the first Korean film that I had seen, war film, that really stood out and really impressed me. Um, but again, I think a lot of it's lost in dialogue translation and a few other things. So overall, I think I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10 screen Mel Gibson's. Um, you know, I don't think it's bad and I don't think the, the bad parts that pull it down, don't pull it down past like a six, I would say a seven for me. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I still go back and watch it and I like it. It's just, there's a lot of things I'm kind of like, okay, skip. Okay, skip. Interesting skip, you know, so, but yeah, that's what I think I'm going to leave it with. Um, Mikey, what about you? Uh, yeah, um, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie? Yeah, I think I'm also going to give it a 7 out of 10. Oof. <laughs> what else needs this to be is, said? I mean, I mean, it really, it really is. The what theme, else haven't we said? It really is the theme of this of this podcast tonight, and I I don't know if it's just because I I really like to think it's because there's nothing much more that can be said about this movie in the sense of yeah, explosions in every molecule. The story is eh, and we've already talked about the history. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of like history comparisons to kind of touch about this because this film kind of touches on key moments. Yeah. But it feels so grandioso, like it's not real. Yeah. Almost. You, also, you also have to understand the Korean War, like the first few months of it, right. in order to follow it. Which I don't. So, yeah. Right. And they, they actually did not do a good job. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll well, we'll, we'll, we'll de- yeah, we'll leave it for you. But, yeah. like, but like deep yep. diving even further, other than just touching the surface, it's like, yeah. it doesn't seem like there's not I, much meat there. I think, uh, you know, I, I think that the, the, the story with the two brothers, I think it does work. Um, uh, I, I, I like the story arcs with, you know, the, the character arcs, that is. Um, and the fact that this war just seems like it's fucking endless for these guys. And, uh, so, um, like I said, it's pretty good. Um, seven out of ten. Yeah, it's just it. It to me, it was just it was too fucking much brutality mm. to get the point across. Like I get it. It was like uh, like I said, I compare it to Wind Talkers on the level of just this constant 
And yes, war is like that. But like when you're trying to put eight months of brutal shit into like two and a half hours, it's like, dude, you get burned out. You get burned out of the brutality. It's like, okay, I get it. There's hand-to-hand kung fu kind of shit going on. I get it. But like. Delivery is key, I feel like. Exactly. And it's like they delivered it in a way that shows how brutal it was. And. Yeah, it was not good. Like the, the 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 South Korean army got their ass they got their shit shoved in for the first several months, like big time. If you look at the if you look at a, a dynamic map of like the Korean War and like where the North Korea or the communists will just say because Chinese got involved, if you look at the, where the communists pushed down and then the UN forces later on when they got involved pushed up. It was I mean, it's insane how fast it moved and it was just fucking nasty. But again, they didn't explain any of that shit in the film. Like they didn't say, okay, it's October, right? The Chinese have crossed the, you know, into North Korea. They crossed the 38th parallel, pushing UN forces back, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, okay. Even most Koreans won't know the history of this war and like the initial kickoff and like how it happened and why it happened. And they just, they go into like the, the, the combat, the war, the brutality aspect of it. And I think they overlooked, or not overlooked, they, um, well, might be a word, but what am I trying to say here? Like, they overshadowed, overshadowed, like, context that was necessary in order for, like, people who are not in South Korea or Republic of Korea to understand this film more. We're nerds, and we still are like, well, when the fuck is this? Like, what what is going on here? What battle is, okay, whatever. And then it's implied that you know as the viewer. And that's really not great if you're going to be making a film on this magnitude, this level of showing how brutal it was. It's like, well, okay, you have to show there's a time lapse because the average person, in my opinion, is going to look at this and be like, well, this was the entire Korean War and then it was over. Because at the end he goes home and like whatever. It's like, no, it was not that simple. And again, it's, it's showing two guys or a couple people's like experience. I get that, but like it fell very short in the overall explaining of the situation. Um, and the combat shit, like, like Nate said, that shit could have been cut in half or by three quarters and still would have gotten the same point across. It's just, it fucking dragged down like my explanation here, like my 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 overall review is dragging <laughs> on, but like it, but that's what I'm saying is it just yeah. dragged on, and it's like fuck. Okay, we get it. It's brutal. It's a fucking war. Explain more context behind what's actually going on besides the story of these two brothers in a brutal war. Anyway, um, technical wise. The weaponry seemed okay. The uniforms, I am actually not sure on. I know they wore HPT kind of style clothing, but they I, I don't correct know. Correct so, enough to me, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, they, they had a lot of U.S. equipment and all that shit, so that was fine to me. Again, not an expert, but like, <clears throat> yeah, I'll also give it a 7 out of 10. That was the number that was in my head, like, after I watched it today, is 7 out of 10. Is because... It fell short on a lot of things, but it was actually, again, a portrayal of the Korean War, okay? Which you rarely get. Rarely get it. And it was a fucking 
disaster for everyone involved is terrible. And they could have done a lot better job at explaining exactly what was going on because this is right when it kicked off. So that's about it. So seven out of 10, uh, Mr. Well, I'm not going to say your screen name because that's going to be <laughs> friend friend. Anyway, decent, decent, uh, review and, uh, you know, notes and stuff. So I happen to agree with all the points said, you know, it's, it's definitely worth watching an interesting movie. It is theatrical at points. Um, it is a little long and hard to understand. Um, but it's definitely worth sticking through and, you know, it really just try to answer the question or, or present the question of, you know, brothers fighting each other in a war and how, you know, civil war is horrible and how families can get split up and still get split up, you know, like today we're talking earlier about how they still have reparation of bones for North Korean soldiers and American soldiers and South Korean soldiers, you know, across the border repatriation. Yeah. They do similar things in India for the mass migration of the late, you know, 40s. So many families are split up from millions of people going to different places that just now some of them are currently finding their relatives and and linking back up. So, you know, you, you can easily lose your family in a conflict. And I think this film does really good at showing that and depicting that. Um, because that's, you know, the biggest lineage of the Korean War and for the Korean population is that they're the still last remnants of the Cold War policies. You know, this North influence and South influence. There's, that's, it's the last place I know of like that in the world. So, with that being said, it's very interesting. It's worth watching. And I will also give it a 7 out of 10. So, it's not the best, but it's really worth watching and it's awesome. And, uh, you know, if you want to watch a Korean War film and want to play with your guns or you just want to watch a good movie, it's definitely worth checking out. So telling all these scores together, it's very hard tonight. You know, we get a, a final score of, bear with me, uh, seven. So it's actually, yeah. have we ever done that before? We all, we all count the I same score. So. Yes, we have. Brian, double, double check it again. Which one is it? Yeah. How, what is it again? What? Just so we're clear. How, what's the score again? Double check it again. I don't think with you your, your With your right. computer, your magical computer. Yeah. Yeah. What? I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. Uh, uh, what? Which one was it? It was very recently. Um, shit. Shit. Which shit, one? Shit. Which one was it? But it's not common that we all we all have the same score. No. Not, um, yeah. Oh, it was very recent. I think it was Glory. I think we no no it wasn't Glory. Fuck no, no it wasn't no, Glory. It wasn't. Um, shit. Oh fuck. It doesn't it was, matter. It was the last five. We all said it was eight, and I can't remember which one it was. Hmm. Well, you'll listen to them all, and then you'll subject that into <laughs> this soundbite right here, Nathan, and then we'll be all good to go. Oh, uh, yeah, but, yeah. I have, to, I have to get the ranking no, less couple size soon, so yeah. Yeah, overall, it's a good movie. You might find yourself talking about the Civil War and the Sherman tank and, you know... Uh, Doc Al, yes, oh you might find Jesus yourself Christ. going on tangents when you when you watch this movie. Fucking talk about did, the I guess. Civil War yeah. and fucking the Chinese actors. and Formosa. Yeah. Chinese, yeah, definitely, so. definitely not the word that I uh, may have used. <laughs> Chinese, <laughs> yeah. yep. Yeah. yeah. Chai comms, yep. Chinese comms. Just yep. boop. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Make sure not to say that term again, yeah. Mike. You know, the term you used earlier it was boop. <laughs> so... <laughs> Because <laughs> you know you can only use that term when you talk about Nathan how he's a pig fucker. But when you talk about those other people, oh boy, shots fired. 
Anyway, um, it was city of life or death. You. We gave we gave it all a nine. Oh, thank God! I was really wondering. Yeah, that. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'll double check. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure too. I think yeah. you're about right. Yeah. yeah. Great film. But yep. thank you for slugging through the podcast if you're still listening, and we will have a more formatted episode next week. Hey, man, so, we got to have an off night once in a while. This is Nathan will get out the nine tails. I mean, and he will whip us. I mean, at least like yes. the off night was just like being foggy and like not being able to like stay on track. At least it's not. Well, it's like, just hard to focus. I don't at least know why it's not it like a tonight, screaming yeah. match going back and forth, all, telling each other like fucking fuck you. And all I know is that I did not lose the light brigade. Okay, <laughs> that was not my order. Oh, that's Sean. I mean, it's that's clearly Sean. that was clearly Sean's handwriting. It's because Sean. Can we all can Sean's agree on not that? here to lead us, so and to get us well, back on subject. So because, just like he wasn't why. there when the light brigade got lost. Yeah, it's not so my trick. It's, it's not my trick. I no, no, no. I just, I just I'm handed good. it off yeah. to the next other person. I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna pull a Pontius Pilate and wash my hands clean. If you want to talk to me, I'll be on my yacht. Until then, you know, like, uh, yeah. this is not my problem. No, it's Sean, so. Sean lost Light Brigade. James, bring up the chariot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Sean, that bombshell, Sean, we'll, uh, you, 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 uh, you edited this wrong. You made, you made Mike say the word. <laughs> <laughs> this is how Sean well, becomes Sean, the butt of Sean the podcast. Sean didn't make me say that, <laughs> but he had an influence. I don't know. The Irish can use telepathy, so you got to be careful. <laughs> not good. <laughs> I, I, I don't get not, I, I don't get I don't get fucking influenced by mix. We'll just throw it. These are not what you're there. looking for. You know? These are not. God damn it! I have so much fucking work to do. Stop <laughs> saying yeah. those words. These are not the boots you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> you should you should do a comic. So for like for future thing. reference, I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> but I'm referring to Chinese soldiers <laughs> crossing the 38th parallel in 1950. Yes. Yep. Okay. Just I wanted mean, to make. I make, mean, okay. I don't know. I mean, no. <laughs> so no. Good to go. Okay. <laughs> oh Dang. my Christ and fucking so, shit, mother. Is that is that gonna be too much work for you, Dad? Oh uh, shit. Oh, uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna keep all that shit in, and people are just gonna have to wonder what the fuck he said. You probably didn't care. say anything. You didn't say anything. I just put in beeps just to make it funny. That's what happens. That's, yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah so I read a beep. About this guy just, that or just take take one of my shitty beeps and just use that as the sound. Just the whole episode is just because it's already a dumpster fire as it is. Like, it's like on, each, 19... each one of you do your own beeps and then I'll I'll put that it, in. It's like a nineteen nineties like fucking you know voicemail. Beep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Please leave your message after the tone. Beep. <laughs> I'll take your own since I'll put it in there. I'll do that. Yeah. But... Is the episode still going? Or are we? Uh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. I'm still recording. Yeah. <laughs> I'll catch you boop, next week. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, scuttlebutt out.